gentlemen, welcome to the greatest podcast on planet Earth. This is the No Sides Podcast with your hosts, Logan Steele and Austin Cavalier. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. My name is Austin Cavalier, and by day, I sell medical devices. By night, I sell golf carts. I smoke meats, eat nice steaks, and sometimes drink a bourbon or two. Logan? I'm Logan. Uh, by day, I sling glass, uh, drink bush light, and shoot Copenhagen. That's about it. Nice. Yep. Jim, we need a self-introduction out of you. Uh, I'm Jim Hickman. I uh, smoke Marlboros kick ass instead of sling glass and machine parts. And uh, I'm Jason Cavalier. I'm uh, Austin's personal assistant and doughboy. <laughs> I like that. Is that it? <laughs> no, That's good. Well, welcome guys. Welcome. Uh, cheers, everybody. Uh, we like to kick things off, Jim. Uh, we, we invited you here tonight. Uh, we want to hear some of your crazy stories. And we want to figure out how you got to where you're at. What was the lifelong in this basement? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What led you to this exact moment? I want to hear the lifelong journey starting at a young age, which, which got you to what I would consider a master machinist. And Mm. and that's a tough one. And a Des Moines legend kind (laughs) of. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, that's, I don't know where to start. Childhood. Have you ever told this story before? Have you have you told the full Jim Hickman story? No. Let's do it. What? <laughs> let's document this shit, huh? Uh, that's not much of a story. What what got you into machining? A need. A need. A need. What need was that? Oh, uh, we worked on suspension, and I'd have to drive across town. I'd bring three or four shocks to a guy's house and drag him over there and he would machine him for me. What and I said, I can do that. I'm just going to buy a lathe. Is this, is this motorcycle stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So did you grow up, uh, you grew up racing motorcycles? Yeah. Okay. So the motorcycles turned into the machining thing. Kind of. Yeah. Gotcha. And at one point you were doing a ton of motorcycle suspensions, right? We did our fair share. Right. I wouldn't, you know, it wasn't a factory connection or, a, you know, you built a you race built- tech. You built a motor and built my suspension growing I up. I did? hmm Yeah. Wow. Yeah, way back in the day. That's uh, right. I think you still owe me for that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Plus interest. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So uh, you grew up here in Des Moines then, right? Yeah. What got you into racing motorcycles? Uh, other people racing. Gotcha. All your friends. You know, were- older. There was some guys that were older, and they they raced, and I thought, man, that'd be cool. Yeah. And my my dad wouldn't let me race. Gotcha. So we started out with trail riding and riding trials. Gotcha. You know, because that's not a speed event. Back uh, back before Red Rock was in, did you ride down there? Red Rock? Wasn't that you the mean, lake? Or you're thinking this, um, uh, Sailorville. 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 Rode a lot at Sailorville. Yeah, my dad, my dad uh, grew up riding back in the day, probably around. Pepsi Hill, and, Spectator Hill. Yeah, talking talking about. Riding back then and sounded cool. There were trails there before they put in the reservoir. Oh yeah, really? There were, there was trails there from the from when people started riding dirt bikes from the fifties to the 
until it filled up with water. So in yeah. fact, we'd go every Thursday night riding there. And uh, each week, the water level would get a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> so it pissed off the whole motorcycle community when they when they built that. Well, they it was going to happen. You know, the Army Corps engineers, that was designed, like I said, in the early 50s. Gotcha. That was a 20-year project, you know? So... Wild. They knew it was doomed. So the suspensions, the suspensions on these dirt bikes, what, why were you modifying the suspensions? They weren't good enough factory? There's, they could always be better. Gotcha. Everybody buys the same thing. It's not tailored for each individual. So how old were you when you started modifying these things? Oh, 21. 21. Mm -hmm. And, And what was your job around that time frame? Well, by the time I was about 24, that was it. Gotcha. And just did that. But I worked for my dad as a delivery guy for auto parts. And Really? What was your first lathe? It was a Enco 1340 that I still have. They still has it today. Really? Yep. That's badass. It's a good little lathe. So you were paying a guy to do it, and you just said, I can do this myself. Started doing that. And that- yeah, it just seemed, you know, he had... He he was a welder, so he did all sorts of repairs, you know. And, I mean, the lathe he had, boy, that had to be something right out of the 40s. Really? Yeah, the overhead motor with the belt. <laughs> it looks like something to wind you up on a heartbeat, you know. Have you seen those videos online? Oh, God. Old. Did, he, did you send the one that I sent to you? Oh, yeah, people getting wrapped up. and Oh, my God. Oh, don't, don't even go there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. God, that's gut-wrenching. It's, it's so, so bad. bad I, and I think they're in Russia where, like, there's not an OSHA safety regulation, but the power of those machines. Ugh. Just, yeah. It'll mulch you. It'll mulch a human. <laughs> they, uh, I had a safety guy that shadowed me for two hours today. You know, <laughs> that's... <geez. laughs> I guess I'm in violation. My glasses didn't weren't safety glasses so was that the only violation he found uh that's the only one he knew <laughs> that was good. found he, i don't think he's sharp enough to know that the machine's running with the door open <laughs> that i've got bypassed and everything else i think i would i think i would have told him there wasn't any work for today <laughs> yeah <laughs> everybody was all freaked out because that guy's there he, he's cool you know yeah yeah so <clears throat> how many years have you been machining is that the correct term? Machining? I guess. I don't know. 40, 45, 40 or 45 years. Yeah. I mean, you know, it got to the point where my buddy would hide the key outside. And if he, I'm not going to be here, he'd let me do it. So, you know, you just think I, I, I'm wasting an hour and a half. If he was there, it just took twice as long. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, you got to hang out shoot the shit right you know <laughs> so this is you going to the guy that was that was machining these suspension yeah. parts yeah i'm answering the original question i got you yeah what was that yeah the what got you in the machine yeah there you go yeah 100 100 so so you started out in suspension um and then what took it from suspensions to the next level oh just i i don't know you started off just because you want to do it. Yeah. So you started off with one lathe. You want to learn, yeah. you know, you, you just, you know, if that's, if you're doing what you want to do. Yeah. You don't want to leave at night. 
Right. And you can't wait to get to work in the morning. Right. You That's st- when you know you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Some guys, they're late every day and they're out of there right on time. And that last half hour, they don't do anything. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jason's smooth. He is. You know, he, he can is. like talk to the boss and blend right on in. Oh, yeah. That's what, uh, by the time it's all over with, they're thinking, that's what I'm paying him for. <laughs> <laughs> he brings some value to the table. Though. Yes. Uh-huh. So obviously, you start with one machine and just keep purchasing more equipment. Yeah, you buy something else that you want. Yeah. Keep buying toys. Hey, ask me, why do you want it? When I bought the last mill I bought that I sold to the company that bought my company, they said, now, do you really need this? The salesman, you know, like I've got some guild on trying to cram this thing in this little shoe box. Is that the big blue and silver? Blue and white. Yeah. Something. It's yeah. It's owned by somebody else now. But anyway, I said, it's not that I need it. I just want it. And I got the money to pay for it. That's all you need to know. So uh-huh. get up there and cut that hole in the ceiling so it can work. What kind of, what kind of salesman questions the sale? Like, somebody with maybe a little <laughs> scruples. Yeah. I, yeah. That was my second thought. Tell him, yeah, maybe you can repo it in eight months. <laughs> yeah. You know where it's going to be at. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you have, you have a lot of CNC stuff, right? You do a lot of CNC. Well, I wouldn't say a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of places. It was a small, we were a small shop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Growing up, were you really good at math? Was that always like a, a strong, a strong point for you? I made it to uh, algebra two. Okay. But I mean, yeah. whatever that is, I, all I know is this nowadays, some of these kids can't <laughs> figure out a circumference, let alone a. Right know the difference between a radius and a diameter. So, well, Jason, you were good at math. You were always good at math. No, I was never good at math. Really? Yeah, no. I've seen you, it doesn't matter. You will become good if you have to do that. Or or if it's if it involves something that you enjoy. Right. So, how, yeah. How are you at uh, counting toothpicks that fall out of a box and hit the ground? No, I don't have that skill either. No. Pick up okay. sticks? No. <laughs> we can play that tonight, Jason. <laughs> no, no. I was uh math was actually always my worst. Really subject, but uh, like when I got into the construction thing, yeah, uh, realized how math would make things easier, and then that once you once you get a spark, you know, and you're like, oh man, I can figure this out by math. Well, then you you want to learn, and also in the construction world, it's a little bit different when you are using the same um, equations and everything over and over and over. Yeah. It, yeah. Roof pitch. Yeah. All that stairs, stuff. Stairs. Yeah, number yeah. of stairs. Figuring out triangles, figuring out squares, squaring things up, all yeah. that stuff. If it's if it's something that helps you and you're interested in it, then that's that's awesome. You can learn that stuff all day long. You gotta find your niche in life. Yeah. You yeah. gotta yeah. From an old man to kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've I've seen you cut stairs before and I worked for you and I was really impressed. I was like, I didn't know what you were doing. And at one point you're like I think he just told me to shut the fuck up because you were doing some <laughs> some math on it, like a two by four. And I was like, ooh, 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 you know. Yeah. And then he started cutting it. I mean, it was pretty badass to watch. But um, yeah, there's got to be a ton of math in what in what you do in the machining world, right? I mean, it's mm. a ton of math. Well, I think a smart person would 
make it so it's easier. That way you can do more. Gotcha. You know, if you, if you would have to longhand everything, it, it'd be weeks to get programs. You know, and I think that's the validity in today's era is software. Yeah, do you run Click like an, do you run like an AutoCAD program of some sort? Well, that's a drawing program, which they have integrated a machining program. But yeah, yeah, gotcha. So, uh, what's what's a day in your life like? What's a day in your life? Are you are you running machines all day? I get up and then go back to bed, <laughs> and then I get back up again and drink a couple five hour energies, head to work. At two, and, two, five. You know, that's 10 hours. I really hours. like working there. I really enjoy working there. Good. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a certain, uh, I don't know. There's an amazing quality in that. I think a lot of people hate their jobs. Well, if you like working there, you're going to do the work. Right. And I think there's people there that are because it's a job. Right. They're waiting for Friday. You know? Are you, I, guys, are you guys still in the same building over there? Uh, I... I work at a place called Mod Tech. I don't even know where that is. So it's you're on, no longer in the same building across. Well, I still have stuff there. When the trucks came and grabbed onto some of my stuff and started hauling it out, I kind of freaked out a little. Said, "I don't think I want to sell everything." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this might be too much. You know, so I hung on to a couple things, and you know, I love it. That here, I'll give you this, but don't take that. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. In fact, Jason's got to help me move some stuff here in the next couple of weeks. Oh, good. Good. Great. And Jason, you've got a lathe over at his place. I do. Big lathe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I bought that lathe. Uh, not my lathe. Your little lathe? You bought the one at my house. He's talking about the big one at your shop. He said at your place. Oh, oh you. Okay. Yeah. He's pointing at you. <laughs> Yeah, that's a nice piece. He, Jason did a great job on that. Those little Jiminy's right there. Yeah. <laughs> so just for the, our listeners, the reason, Jason, that you're here, well, it's been it's been really hard to get you on a podcast. I'm pretty busy guy. He's uh, been- except for the time you called in after getting beat up by the guy with the pacemaker. <laughs> First right. episode is pretty good. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, you you were here as, as a translator to translate the Jiminy's. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You got any good gym stories for us? Oh, I've I got. Can I say something real quick? Go for it. Do you know how many times? It, I mean, not a shit ton. Half a dozen times I've gotten asked. Uh, somehow Austin gets brought up or something like that, and he's like, "Oh, his older brother." And I'm like, "Yeah, Jason." And they're like, "He's the guy that got beat up with by the guy with the pacemaker." Oh, because they heard it on the. <laughs> yes, I swear to God, I swear to God. A handful of times at least. Yeah, that's funny. It's yeah. a good story. It's very funny. Don't yeah. mess with people with heart problems. <laughs> yes, yes. Just let them be. It's not a laughing matter. Let, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for interrupting. No, that's good. <laughs> it's good. So funny. So um, back in the day, obviously, the suspension thing was a big thing. Um, you were building a ton of motocross stuff, right? I mean, I, I remember. I don't know if I call it a ton. I think I did my fair share. Dude, every, you know? at the, my generation, so all the all the kids that I grew up racing with, like uh, Dietrich and Scotty and all, all those guys, we you did all of our shit, all of our shit. Everybody had Dietrich. Dietrich, I think, did his own stuff. I'm. Pr- I, dude, he was I'm, a. Sp- he's the dirt guy, right? Yeah. 
I'm ninety percent. I'm ninety percent sure we both. I love that bikes. guy. He is a prince of a guy, and his kid's a good kid. He just did some funny things. I'm, Everything applied to a sprint. He was going to run his kid's mini bike on alcohol. Oh, I remember. Uh, Je- you know what I told him? What? Uh, gasoline's for your lawnmower. Alcohol's for drinking. <laughs> if you're going to go that route, nitromethane's for racing. <laughs> I think at one time they tried to That's run it off. That's a quote from Don Garlis, by the way. <laughs> I thought at one time they tried to run it off jet fuel or something. At one, I can't I remember. Know. There was, you know, there isn't any one thing it's that probably does. probably Avgas. It was probably gasoline they bought from the airport. I can't, I can't 110 remember. 110 high lead Avgas. A jet engine's run up. Kerosene. Kerosene. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Dude, I can't. I, I, re, I do remember when he was wanting to run it off something different. I can't remember. But we it was young. alcohol. Was it? Yeah. He told me all about it. Yeah. So you are setting up suspension specific to the rider. Is that, is that? Well, that's what you do. Gotcha. If you're going to be a suspension guy. And you didn't go to school for this. This was like a trial and no. error. You figured this you out. Just, it, it, to me, the people that are the best in it are the people that have done it for a long time. So they've seen the evolution of, wow, that's what we used, or that's what was used in 1974. Now these shocks have high and low speed dampening and all sorts of stuff, you know? Yeah. So they under they understand each feature as it was added. You know, for somebody to say, I want to do this. It'd be a, uh, it'd be a steep curve. You right. know what I mean? Well, it's a, it's a lot of chapters of a book that they probably haven't read. I mean, you, you go, well, through, go a lot through that. There isn't any, really any, there isn't books. Right. You know, the guys that do the best, of course, <laughs> are able to ride year round and test year round and have test riders. Really? California yeah, and, and budgets. Yeah. yeah. Do you still do any suspension work? No. Yeah. I don't miss that at all because it's hydraulics. It's, uh, uh, do you like bathing in oil daily? (laughs) (laughs) Do do they ever explode? Is it like a highly combustible or like, Oh, I've seen people like fill up shocks with nitrogen and they didn't have the snap ring in the whole, the bladder in there. And it just, the whole place is (laughs) shit. You know, for the next 20 minutes, stuff's dripping off the ceiling. Like, <laughs> it was everywhere. It's kind of similar. Uh, buddy Nick sent me a snap the other day. Uh, one of the superintendents for one of my builders had a can of uh, spray foam sitting on his dash, running with defrost on. Oh, no. Uh, wasn't paying attention. was on the phone. Some bitch exploded. Oh, it got too hot. In his truck. Spray foam. Oh. His entire fucking truck you're gonna start want to wipe quick that's so sticks too. oh that's oh, yeah that truck's you'd be better off oh my god drive. oh my god sorry i know i forgot to tell you about that's that. crazy that a can of spray foam would boom dude i wish nuts. i had the i can probably get I, it from him. back this in the day I, yeah, yeah i had a buddy that was warming up tubes of floor glue oh. like the big quart tubes uh-huh. like pl 400 and put them on his dash with the and it popped the end off yep. of it just piles of goo going down his defrost. Oh my but I can't God. believe that a can of like an aerosol can. That's crazy. That car is ruined. I'm going I'm to have him send me the video. Oh, right he goes, oh no, chocolate right down in the vents. <laughs> that's that's great Brady. for the resale. <laughs> it's got a hard candy shell. I think, I think you could get more money for it. Oh, shit. It's insulated. Right. Oh my it's, God. This car's warm year round. Yeah. 
Insulated firewall. And cool in the summer. Ooh, shit. <laughs> I had a guy this week had a fully automatic BB gun. He said, well, don't you have an oven here in your shop? Yeah, out back here. Let's put these CO2 containers in the oven. If we get them up to 140 or 50 degrees, it shoots a lot harder. What? And I thought, <laughs> that oven's working. I don't want to blow the door off. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> really? It compresses it a little bit more? At high, uh, yeah, it's got to compress sure. it. Yeah. yeah, that's a dangerous game. Heating up compressed gas? No, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. no. I'm saying yeah. That's yeah. Not, it depends let's not on the that. gas. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, Jim, when did you start welding? I I I don't know. As a kid, eighty three. Yeah. Do you know Tinks on Broadway? Tinks welded welded on gas tanks. No, everything. no. I've heard of the guy, but I I don't. But I don't know him. My grandpa. I didn't. know. It is. Him. Yeah, I didn't know if you knew him. Cool. Yeah. It was. No, yeah. I, it just, uh, what you do is interesting. And, uh, I, I don't never met another machinist, I guess. So, <laughs> so yeah, the, the questions that I have are just, are just based around that mostly. But, um, at one point did you let, uh, this bearded monster, Jason over here into your life and let you touch some of your tools? Yeah. How did you guys get hooked up? That was just bizarre. <laughs> he shows up. Could only imagine. <laughs> he shows up and. Walked in and I was like, what's up? He says, uh, I want to learn to weld. <laughs> you know, and of course, three weeks later, after you finally get to know him, he tells me, well, I've been to Area 11 Welding School. What no, no. I teach <laughs> or whatever that place is called. You went to DMAC, DMAC right? Uh, I think that was after that. What, what got you into welding? Well, I had welded in high school. Yeah, it's great. I had a, I was, uh, I had a motorcycle that I was working on. No, you still have a motorcycle. And the gas tank jumped off the bench. (laughs) I went to weld this gas cap thing in and I screwed it up. And team was like, gosh, everybody else would have been fighting mad. That Jason guy's just the nicest guy in the world. Jim, you should be nice to that guy. (laughs) All right. I'll try my hardest. That's what the wife said. And yeah. Yeah. Tina saved it. So Tina made it. You got the video. Okay, I'm sorry. It wasn't spray. For, it was texture. Can of texture. Oh, still aerosol can. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Show it to them. Oh, he's got splatter. That he was in the truck when it happened. Looks like one of them ger- German videos. Why didn't he open the door and throw it out? <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? What well, is going on? It, 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 broke, it broke the windshield. There's probably not a countdown. <laughs> I didn't know it was happening. <laughs> that thing would have been lost. <laughs> Somebody else's car. How wild is that? That's crazy. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Text, texture, not spray foam. Yeah. Yeah. How many people do you get coming in off the street, walking into that shop? Obviously not now, but back, but back in the day, did did a lot of people just come in the door and say, hey, can you machine this shit sure. for me? Yeah. 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 People want a lawnmower shaft, something or whatever. Yeah. Is that the, the most of your business, like walk-ins? Or do you have, did you used to have accounts nah. with, with specific people or? Nah, you you'd, you know. If you take care of people, they'll come back. 100%. And you had some dude come in and dress clothes with a big beard named Jason and just bug you until you let him. Well, he, had a, he, he was different. A lot of people come because they want you to do that. He came to want to do that. Right. I had a welding question for him. I got you. What was the question? Uh, so I was modifying the rear end of that motorcycle, and I was going to make it. Uh, the Honda? Uh, yeah. I was going to make it a, a rigid frame, 
And I, so I said, Hey, I'm, and I called Jared Fleck. I'm like, Hey dude, I don't this, I, this is cast. Like I didn't know shit about nothing, but this, these axle plates were cast. They, I thought they were cast. They were forged. And <laughs> that's what he said. But I, and I was like, I, I knew just enough to not to know not know anything. And so I'd seen enough YouTube videos to know that welding cast iron is like a real tricky deal. And I was like, Ooh, I, this might be, this is tricky. And I called Jared. Jared said, go talk to Hickman. Hickman will help you out. I said, all right. Jason overcomplicated it. Yes, I did. Imagine that. So I walk in and I start, and Jim's welding at the time. He's cranking out these parts one after another, chucking them off the bench. And he's got his hood on and he's welding. And hey, uh, my buddy Jared uh, said that uh, you would maybe, maybe help me with this thing. I got a question. And he's like, yeah, yeah, what's the question? So we're going through it. And I said, they got this cast piece. And Jim says, yeah, it's not. It's not cast, it's forged. I said, oh, okay, well, it looks cast because it's got all these, like, bumpies on it. He goes, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. What's your question? And he's just cranking out these parts. (laughs) And and so we go through it or whatever, and he goes, was something welded to it already? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, okay, so let's just say it's cast. It's cast steel, not cast iron. Uh, So your question is, how do I weld steel to steel? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I think that might be my question. He goes, exactly. And he goes right back to the <laughs> Well, it was already welded. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. It, if something's yeah. already welded. Yeah. It Isn't that obvious? Yeah. Yeah. And so then it went into. Back I, to overcomplicating yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So then we I kept bugging him as he's trying to work. And he was welding these parts. And I said, I man, I'd. How hard would it be to teach somebody else to do what you're doing right there? And he went on and he said, yeah. Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just the beginning of it. I, I said, he goes, why? Who? What you, what do you, do you know somebody? And I said, well, I'd, I'd like to learn it. I'd like to do that. And he, at the end of it, he says, okay, you're going to come in here with your fancy pants and your fancy shoes. And you think you're going to sit down here and weld these parts. And I said, well, yeah, I would. He goes, yeah, I've had buddies come in here. They think it's cool. They saw Jesse James do it. And uh, and he says, it lasts about 15 minutes. It gets greasy. It gets hot. It's smoky. They start sweating and they say, yeah, this sucks. I don't want to do it anymore. And he says, so, yeah, I, I'm guessing that's about how it would go. And uh, and he says, I'm guessing you'd quit. And I said, hey, bud, I ain't no quitter. And he lifts up his hood. He looks at me and goes, that's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> he welded a lot of parts. Yeah. Jason really? yeah. Left. We came down to, at one point, we're welding these cracks. I finally had to tell Jason, if you can't see a crack like that, you can put your finger in, don't weld it. <laughs> I mean, it was like he, I thought, man, that guy's eyes work good. He was microscopically looking. He was welding anything that even looked like a crack. Trying to find the whole part turned into a weld. <laughs> he says, I said, yeah. you welded five parts in the last hour. What's going on? And I'd look at the part. No, just weld the crack. <laughs> he goes, if you're just looking for practice, that's great. That looks real good, but just weld the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> Were those like uh, running board parts or something back then? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yes, I got gotcha. you. So, um, on a daily basis, do you still do a lot of welding or is it mostly just machining now? Uh, yeah, we'll weld stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Welding's a, that's the best thing there ever was. You love it? I, it's not that I love it. It's just that for the amount of investment that you have, it's, 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 return it's on easy in, to return. There you go. Yeah. Return on investment. You know? Oh, that's where the money is, you're saying, compared to I'm machining? Just, yeah. You know, yeah, it takes skill and practice. Yeah. It's like everything else. All you got to do is practice. It's not that you. But he's saying, like, if you have your, a $2,000. Yeah, your barrier in, to entry isn't. Yeah. You have a $2,000 welder versus a, what's a. $130,000 CNC machine that takes $10,000 in tooling. And you're getting $125 an hour for running. The right. Thing. $5,000 in software, a uh, hundred hours in training. I yeah. forgot about all that, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> $1,600 in coolant. Yes. Yes. That goes rancid. Yes. Oh, no, the barrier to entry is, is, is minimal. Yeah. What interests me is, have you always done this for a job? Did you ever have any odd jobs in like high school or anything? Yeah, you did. I did. I was actually a librarian for <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> What? Yeah. Did not see that coming. I know the Dewey Decimal System. At the bachelor's library? (laughs) (laughs) I've been there, but no. (laughs) It was the uh, uh, College of Osteopathic Medicine. Really? Shit. Grand Avenue. Well, now there's a connection. Yeah. 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 I knew the Dewey Decimal System, and they hired me in. Wow. I went there. That, so you went from that, but like, um, it's it just, it's interesting to me. Like your story is interesting to me in the fact that you started machining. You started as a small business owner from the start, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You always wanted to work for yourself. Yeah. Well, before the machining thing, you well, who a- else is going to hire you to do that kind of stuff? <laughs> what are you going to do? Go to some place, some machine shop and say, Hey, we got 10 of these shock absorbers. We can charge $80 for. Right. And the guy's making 400,000 of some part, and he wants somebody to just open the chuck and slap another part in there. He doesn't care about your specialty item. Right. You know what I mean? But before the machining, before the suspension, uh, you were a motorcycle dealer. Yes. So you left that part out. Yeah, we skipped right I forgot about that. I was a KTM dealer. Really? Mm -hmm. And I'd work for the Penton dealer for... Eight or ten years. What's what's Penton? Penton was the predecessor to KTM. Oh, it was a brand of dirt bike. Mm-hmm. Really? You were the dealer, sales guy. What what was your what was your role there? Uh, bought and sold motorcycles, really? parts. Yeah, owned the it's dealer. like a Chevrolet oh, dealer, really? but they're dirt bikes. Yeah, rock on. Where where it's what a different part, level? Where was that at? At my shop. Really? Yeah. Out of that same location. Yeah. How many bikes were in there at one time? I think I'd get six in there. Really? Yeah. yeah. If you knock one over, they all went down. <laughs> <laughs> so you were a KTM fan from the beginning then? Oh, yeah. Wild. Is that dealership still open over by your house? Motorsports? Yeah. The KTM? Army yeah. Post. On yeah. Army Post? Yeah. Ducati. Yeah. KTM. They sell Ducatis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They got some nice stuff. Love it. What got you out of that? KTM. Gotcha. After a while, it seems like you're not working for yourself. You're actually working for them. Yeah. 
Makes sense. Were you were you doing any machining on the? Oh yeah, on the factory bikes. No factory bikes, but yeah, you'd do whatever you wanted to do on your own bikes. Yeah. Are if you, you've seen the evolution of these bikes come out. Are, are you pretty impressed with the new stuff that's coming out? I mean, obviously you've, you've seen that. I'm totally impressed with it. It's just that the price doesn't impress me. No shit. It's got a little out of control, what? which I realized that eggs are more and gas is more and et cetera. Beer is more. Uh, we got any more of that? <laughs> Get the guy a beer. But... What do you think about this? So I've been out of the world for a while. Out of the world? Out of the <laughs> motorcycle world. He went to space. He went to Pluto. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I want to go with you next time. What, <laughs> hell yeah. What What do you think about this? The gas gas. You don't need. This is Italian motorcycle. Just yeah. to take off from. They've been around over there. Really? It, it's, it's penetration is all that is. You know. Really? Uh, I'm sure you haven't heard of. Um. Uh, uh, Oh, I want to say TKMs, but they're not TKMs. There's another motorcycle, TMs. That's an Italian motorcycle. Oh. You know, I was a dealer for those for a short time. My dad, back in the Sailorville days, was always a Husqvarna guy. Oh, yeah. He he loved Husqvarna. Yep. Frank was was the dealer for those. Frank was the guy that owned the Penton dealership. Gotcha. That became a Penton Boltaco. And then Bill Matheson, Boltaco Bill, as we called him, bought the Boltaco thing from him. And then Boltaco Bill. <laughs> well, yeah. That's awesome. Bill Matheson, he was awesome. He didn't, he, wasn't the, he wasn't the one that owned the house on uh, 14th. There you go. Oh, that's that Bill's? That's Bill's. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yep. That's where I bought my very first helmet and everything as a Dude, as a you child. could go in there and there's like a brand new in the bag DG radial cylinder head for a CR125. Dude, he had that thing's probably worth. It's crazy now. You know that it's probably worth eight hundred bucks. I didn't understand a single thing you just said, dude. You'd walk through this house. There's an upstep, dude. So much shit. We were going to the drive-in, and there was a guy that was living upstairs, and Bill, uh, Bill ate some medication. Okay, (laughs) and Bill says. uh, uh, so what's up, Bill? How you, how's it going? We, you know, we stopped in there to buy the cycle news that week. Bill says, uh, guy upstairs just died. Guy upstairs just died. Yeah, he's dead. Sure as shit. About 10 minutes later, ambulance pulls in. They go upstairs, go up with the what? stretcher and haul out a dead body. Hold on. Hold on. So this is a motorcycle shop at some guy's house. And you went there to get a motorcycle magazine. Well, it wasn't his house. It was just in a house. And he rented the upstairs to this guy. It was like across the street. It's on 14th. Before <laughs> before, uh, before university. You know where that, that shithole, like, Oasis or something, liquor store? Yeah. Like, wasn't it, like, kind of right yeah, right, right in there? And right across on the side street from that's an old uh, gas station, gas station is, yeah. with the awning. Yeah. And so... Yeah. You walk in there and he goes, the guy upstairs died. And he was yeah, like, I mean, just nonchalantly. He just. So died. what's up, Bill? Oh, not much. Guy upstairs just died. Ah! <laughs> My buddy Speed and I looked at each other like, oh, sure enough. <laughs> I watched him haul him out. Here comes the meat wagon. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That's wild. That is totally wild. 
were were helmets always a thing in 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 dirt bikes? Has that always been an enforced thing? Now everybody's totally strapped up with all kinds of safety gear, right? But oh yeah, you always always wore a helmet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've you've seen the evolution of two stroke to four stroke, which has to be kind of crazy. Like back in the day, everybody rode. But there was strokes. four strokes before that. Oh, there was. You know, they they had a four stroke class at Wilcox Park. Four fifties. No, no one. They, they could be. It could be a. Uh, XT 500 Yamaha, a TT 250 Yamaha, or a, uh, I had a KTM 504. Those big motorbikes are coming back because they're building all those, uh, snow bikes. Those, yeah. uh, dude, they're pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah. You just got to have snow. Yeah. Yeah. I got buddy. You know, like everything else, snowmobiles and snowmobile dealerships in Iowa kind of choked out there. Yeah. Yeah. I got a buddy that's out in Colorado right now. He, him and a couple guys took their snow bikes out, got in, got out to Colorado uh, yesterday. They're, they haul them fucking 12 hours to ride for two, three days and come back 12 hours. Right. Well, Minnesota's pretty thick right now. Yeah. Says my buddies up there. I think they got dumped so. on. I'm going to keep picking at you uh, just in the fact that it's interesting in the fact you got into machining through suspensions. What got you into? You know, mo- I'm getting tired of the suspension stuff. <laughs> what got you into motors? Uh, mm, I don't know. I think I wanted to do it for my own self. You never, you never, you know, you I'm never, like, hey, I made, hey, I got seven, I'm $70 ahead this week. Right. I'm going to buy myself a porting tool <laughs> and grind on my own stuff. You know, some but- of the stuff out there was, there was a lot of people doing work. There was a lot of people that weren't very good at it really and it it was disappointing you were never trained as a mechanic though you just kind of learned as you went well i was i had some schooling oh you did yes i worked at a yamaha dealership uh when i got out of high school in lamoni iowa gotcha you want to hear a good story about that please mm-hmm. oh i'm here for jim hickman's stories <laughs> so i lived on top of a uh variety store like a Ben Franklin. It was called Hackey's Variety, right? <laughs> like a five all, and dime? Exactly. Okay. Where was this at? In Des Moines? Lamoni, Iowa. Oh, it's down in Lamoni. For Jim Johnson. I worked for Jim Johnson. Okay. You know Jim Johnson? He had Lamoni Motocross Park? Yeah. Okay, so his shop was in the old bowling alley in Lamoni. And he was the Yamaha dealer, later to be a Honda dealer. And uh, I'd been to Sigourney and raced. And was in this first turn pileup thing. Got ran over like two or three times. Had a hell of a whole shot. And then, I don't know, some dude beside me took me out. So anyway, get back and, you know, you're all stoved up. You know, you're going to have to buy some new handlebars and all that stuff. There was no shower in this this apartment. It just had one of these old bathtubs. You know, the ones with the big feet and the top curls over. Claw, Claw foot tub. Yeah, you could get in that thing and fill that thing all the way up and have the water, like, all the way up to your chin, yeah. right? And that's what I had. I had this cigar, and I just was relaxing, <laughs> smoking the cigar in this tub, like, my body's killing me. All of a sudden, the door goes, bam, it comes open, and my buddy Leaper, who lived there, had this bull snake. <laughs> you know, it was one minute, the door was open, and then there was a bull snake in the tub Oh my God. with me. He threw one in. Yeah, I'm not afraid of snakes, but it, 
startled you. It's still startling. Oh, my gosh. So I leaned forward real fast, and a tsunami of bathtub water went over the edge of the tub (laughs) and started soaking through the floor. It wasn't five minutes. Knock, 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 knock. It's the hacky guy from Hacky's Variety. Of course, it had to drain through and ruin all the stationery, all the cards, I had to give him like $15 a week for the next eight weeks to pay for all the cards I ruined. Because someone threw a bull snake in your tub. Because somebody threw a bull snake in my tub. Goddamn leaper. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What brought you to Des Moines? I mean, you were, you, 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 were you, you? I was in Des Moines and moved down there to work for him. Gotcha. Wow. Gotcha. That's the Yamaha dealer. He was, yes, he was the Yamaha dealer. Gotcha. That's by Amish company. It was called Shade Tree Yamaha. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. I love that name. Do you have a favorite brand of, of like motorcycle? Ah, you like they're them all? all pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Does Jason still, you still have yours? Is it still at Jim's shop? It is. <laughs> well, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. It might be over on 18th Street. <laughs> the monkey? No, no, no. He I, bought a dirt bike. bought a dirt bike. Yeah. Yeah, and you've done some crazy stuff out at your place. I mean, uh, you've had some pretty good races and stuff out there, right? Well, we just have an invitational gathering of people. Yeah. I don't know what's happened to that. We had, normally we'd have 40 people ride. Last time we had 24 riders, and there was almost 100 people that came to watch. (laughs) It's like, are we inviting the old people only? (laughs) They don't want to ride, but they'll watch. Right. You know? It's wild. Do you still have the freestyle? Ramp out there? I gave that away. It's a sore subject. Yeah, yeah his oh, kids really? are. Oh my kid goes off, dude. Yeah. Last time I was out at your place, there was like a little gravestone where it was <laughs> with a balloon on it. Exactly, they made that there. The freestyle ramp that's dead. You know, did you build that? Yes, I did. Did you? Yeah, yeah that's a Ditzler design. If you know the Ditzlers, from see so the old man's a ramp designer. But you just took the plans and built your own. He sent me the plans. I mean, and it's ingenious the way he does it. Really? You know, it's, it's, it's one of those, it took him a few years to figure that one out, you know, and both wow. his kids, I, they're pretty much done jumping now, I'm sure. But I always heard, always heard legends of it growing up about how there's a, there's a freestyle jump behind that shop back there. Yeah. You should have came over and jumped it. <sighs> yeah. And the kids are still pissed that you sold it. Yeah. Just all, all of a sudden out of the blue. Oh, you gave it away. And when they came to get it, the guy that came to get it was, uh, he was fine, but our buddy that's going to help, Bryce, mm-hmm. was hammered. <laughs> so, in the middle of trying to load this ramp up, they're arguing and, and basically get into a fight and are rolling around. And I'm trying to keep half the ramp on. Uh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> How'd they load it? A giant flatbed or something? Laid it down on a trailer. So, I mean, it's got to be. It, it was, was laid big. down. It's still. It's yeah. Oh, I guess corner to corner, maybe. I guess. Oh, they had. If you know, he had to take back roads all the way home yeah. and trim the brush. Yeah, taking you know. out stop signs. <laughs> no, that thing was big. Yeah. Oh shit! It was a good ramp. Did you ever hit it? Did you ever jump it? Um, when it was like butted up to the landing, <laughs> as close as you could get it, you know, you'd be like jumping a sidewalk crack. Yeah. Yeah. But your kids, your kids would. Full throttle it. They'd- yeah. Well, the black kid that lived in the neighborhood was riding a KLX 110 and he kept riding off to the side and goes, jumped it. And I go, 
Well, everybody's jumping it now. If the black kid jumps it in the neighborhood, we all got to jump it, man. <laughs> That's Ryan. You know Ryan. Oh, dude, yeah, flying Ryan. Ryan's a prince of a kid. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did he grow up with your kids? Yeah, he lived two houses up. Gotcha. With Colin. Yeah. That guy's awesome. That He's guy's just great. a good kid. Hey, yeah. But what a mess up. Yeah, I don't know. I. He's just a good kid for what? What his parents were both white, mm-hmm. and they adopted him and his sister. Yeah, and like Mike Brommel said, what makes a guy wake up and say, "Let's adopt a couple kids, black kids," right? Yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm not being racist. I'm just thinking that at some point in time, they're, they're gonna. It's they're gonna know, you know what I mean, and. uh they're going to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And, and they did. And honestly, it was for state support. Oh, really? Yeah. For them. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's tough. So it's sad. Yeah. That's, that is sad. Yeah. You see that a lot, I think, actually. Yeah. He's a good dude, and he's into a lot of cool stuff now. He does all sorts of yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, he's, he's, he's always happy. Yeah. It, 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 there's a time when he's not sometimes, so... You got to kind of watch him. You know, I think maybe he gets depressed at times, but yeah, right if you're out there. Yeah. Good put dude. a s- smile. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a good, that, he's a good so dude. Some more of that whiskey. Oh, John, I want to hear some of uh, these like legendary stories that I always hear. What? You do that while I pee. Oh, well, I guess uh, there's, there's more than we have time for, but we could, we we touched on it. You're getting less every time. I didn't know how much. I'm not a Fill professional fucking pork. cup. You want an ice cube in it? You sure? Oh, got a bunch. that's good. Is it? Yeah, we got a bunch uh, of boobs down here. So we could uh, <laughs> we could start more recent. Uh, we touched on it when Austin asked about the dirt bike and whether it may or may not still be at your house because there's been a series of break-ins. Yeah, I'd rather keep that up. Oh yeah, we maybe we don't talk about that one. All right, all right. Uh, In case, in case the police ever do do anything, we can't talk about it because there's an ongoing, ongoing investigation. So yeah, we'll 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 veer away from that one. Yeah, we can. uh, How about this one? Um, Not not too far ago, or not too long ago. Too far. Too far ago? ago. Jim calls me. He says, "Oh." Jason, I I don't feel good. Like I, I I haven't felt good for like a week. Just I just don't feel right. And then one day I get a call from his wife, Tina, lovely, lovely woman. We love Tina. Tina. And she says, uh, Jim's in the hospital right now. He's he had a heart attack. Well, it wasn't one heart attack. It was several heart attacks. It was a week-long heart attack. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was heart attacks for a week. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this much, so they gave me a fentanyl shot in there, and I told them I don't think there's any heart attack at all. I can run out of this joint. <laughs> you like that? Like that? Can I have a little ice cube with that? <laughs> Sorry, Jason, you're in the bartender seat. How many heart attacks did you have? Did have an it was a week-long heart attack. Oh, they said just, it was just plugged up the whole time. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know how they uh yeah, how they 
calculate that or whatever. But yeah, it was, it was like an ongoing thing. You look good, Jim. At one point I ran into you down at the foo and your eye was bleeding and your shoulder wasn't working. Was, was it your shoulder or your yeah. elbow? Yeah. You were all busted up. You look, you look, you've been cured. Yes. Well, every Much now and better. then he gets shots in his eyeball. I don't <laughs> I know if you know that. I don't know that. Uh, what do they call that? Histoplasmosis or Histoplasmosis. something? Yeah. Shots, needle in the eyeball. What? So every now and then you see him and his whole eyeball is red. I don't like that. Yeah, like somebody stabbed him with a pool cue. It's real bad. Stabbed him with a pool cue. <laughs> right in the eyeball. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Yeah. I am wrong. I guess my insurance wasn't good enough. They quit doing that. Oh, no. <laughs> Such a damn. So you just go blind. Go home and go blind. Yeah. Basically. So for like a week and a half, he has... He has the demon eyeball, a bright red, bloody eyeball. <laughs> what uh, what kind of parts you guys make on a daily basis at the new the new place? Oh, you know, it's almost a full time job to keep the place next door, which is X Guard, and they make uh, 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 front end guards for semi tractors for like deer, right? A mooses. <laughs> <laughs> they have. They have people that oh, these things are moose. Damaged the guard, but it didn't crack the hood. Really, and they fit moose up in Canada. Really, yes, dude. I, they're the heaviest. I I can't believe they bend that. To Jason's seen it, and it's like holy. You know, you have to put it in perspective. I've seen uh, mandrel benders bend, you know, exhaust tubing and stuff, but that stuff's oh, it's beefy. Yeah, like yeah. three sixteenths wool. Super heavy. Super yeah. heavy. Enough to splatter a moose, apparently. Yeah. Like nothing left? I'm I, oh, uh, yeah. I can't imagine. It had vaporized you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like pink mist? Yes. <laughs> yes. But, though, you know, that's a three-shift factory over there. Oh, is it really? Yes. So it's around the, around the clock? Yes. Wow. Yep. And they were working Saturdays and Sundays, and now they've quit there. So, you know, there might they have dyes they need to bend stuff with that need machined, and it, it just goes on and on. And then anything that comes through the door, we'll do also. Oh, so, really? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a full service machine shop still. Sure, that's wild. Yeah. So I, I'm bouncing around here, buddy. I'm, I'm sorry, but um, back to the engine thing. I, was there once one time I walk into your shop and see a Lamborghini engine on the floor? Yeah. So that's wild to me. Why? Are you are, Why? are you kind of, <laughs> Why is that wild? <laughs> I mean, they made those things. Somebody's gotta fix that junk. So are you are you probably the, the guy in town that someone would go to for something odd like that? Is there any No, I wouldn't think so. I'm not an automotive shop, but but what was being done to that, you know, it's a friend of mine. So Gotcha. I don't know how to explain it. It, it are there other machine shops like yours in town that are doing random off work like that? Sure, yeah, that's a thing. Sure. It's a sh- it's a shrinking market though, isn't it? In today's world, well, yeah, less. there's a shop that that when I bought that mill, I was kind of there was a period there where I was starving and panicking a little bit, so I yeah. jumped in the car and started beating on doors. I went to Bob Folksteads, mm-hmm. did some work for him. Made a relationship with them. Yeah. That was when uh, Brian worked there. Right, Brian? You know him? Uh, just, I think I, I met him just 
from hanging out at the shop a couple times. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, uh, AME was another shop and did some work for them. And then they did some work for me. They had the capabilities of uh, turning, you know, uh, turning a lot of parts. Well, what's funny now is AME has brought back, has said, hey, we just want to do the massive, the, the 10,000 part things, the 5,000, the 50,000. Right. And they have lights out capabilities. Yeah. You know, it's running right now and there ain't nobody in there. Right. Oh, it's fully automated. Yeah. That's what lights out means is there's like yeah, lights out robots and shit in there. Or is that? Yes. They might, they probably keep like one person on staff, just to make sure the building doesn't burn down or something. Right. Or they've got cameras in there. If something happens, the guy. That's out wild. Of yep. So anyway, uh, <laughs> all this 10 part, 15, 20 part, the owner of my, of our, of the shop I work at, Mod Tech, uh, we're going to do all that stuff. That's wild. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people that march in those doors at that place. Really? Yes. Just looking for something modified or machined. Just looking for... Usually it's something made from... Made from... They they want 25 of these things. It's for their machines they build, or I, I don't know. Right. Who knows? You don't know what half that stuff is. You see the picture of the part you're making. You don't know what it's going in. You don't know what matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. This, Just follow the print. How do they make stuff in China so cheap? Like what, have you seen cheap like a, an emergence of that? Like casted parts or like steel coming out of China? Do you ever, yeah. Do you ever look at that stuff? Yeah. Like, we just fixed 60 pieces today. And at the end of the story, I, I got a kick out of it. The guy said, we just want to know who we're going to send yours because it's, it's, it's another company of the company I work for. Gotcha. Right? Yep. And they wanted to know who they were going to send the bill to, <laughs> to see whose fault it was. Gotcha. And my answer to that was, was, well, I call the place that you can understand what they're saying. Right. <laughs> right. Is, is their engineering advanced uh, like overseas or is it, is it more mass produced and cheaply made? Like as I, mean, I consider you an expert on, on it's both. machining. Okay. It's both. It's, it's definitely labor cost. Okay. That that's a machine tool is the same price, whichever country you buy it. In. It's, it's interesting in the fact that like, uh, Jason, I remember, remember when we were fixing my, uh, my heater. Yep. So your I, heater, I had this yeah, like a patio heater. I, my buddy, oh, my buddy gave me a patio heater and it had like a, it had a perforated uh, stainless steel screen it around was, the top of it. It was fine when he gave it to me. I drove it home, and I didn't put it in my truck right. And it, but, you know, stainless, if you heat it up, and it changes it. So it crumbled. It literally and I, turned and I, me to and dust. He, he's like, I'm going to throw this piece of shit away. I'm like, dude, we can fix this. You put that new screen on it. And so uh, I jump on McMaster car. and I fixed Hansus. And it cost more money to buy that perforated steel material. Then the whole, you could go to Menards right. and buy and the then, But then there's some guy that does it. Hans is like, yo, well, this guy will do it for $22. <laughs> I'm like, the pieces. And he was an American guy. Who's Hans? Randy Hans. Oh, is this, this, your, this your guy? Yeah, just a friend of mine. Yeah. He's a good dude. That's interesting, though. Like the, the, the buy that piece of material was more than the whole assembled brand new and unit. And not a part. 
just a the the material the raw to, material yeah. that you'd the have screen. to then then machine or well, the element that heats up. It, well, it was it was just a perforated stainless screen thing yeah. that went around it. But it was like 120 bucks to buy the piece of it from uh, McMaster Car, and it was the whole heater you can buy on sale for ninety nine dollars. <laughs> That's think- where you got the McMaster Car's expensive. Yeah. No, just I mean, it's the whole point. Everybody is that- gets that metal, <laughs> but what they fail to see is the service that company. Is. Well, we could have had the material the next day. That's and a fact. if if there's any possibility of being sponsored by McMaster Car, I want there to I want to be raising my hand. I wanted to be very clear that. I am a 100% supporter of McMaster we, Car. We also accept sponsorships. If anybody wants to donate, yeah. And this Bush Light is delicious. <laughs> and the Bud Light I had before that was glorious. We uh, need it. But no, no free ads. You know. No, no free ads. <laughs> Quit giving it up so easy, bud. I don't know. I thought I don't know how this ad game works. You got to work for it. You got to work for it. I've heard it a million times. <laughs> Take care of me on my kids' mini bike care. I'll run your stickers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really? You know, and... Uh, was that a thing? Boy, after a while, I hated to be such a <laughs> asshole. Yeah. But it becomes easier as <laughs> you get older. <laughs> and you go up to him and say, man, uh, you've been in the car wash a lot, huh? Yeah. Well, there ain't no stickers on the bike, number one. Number two, you know, if they was on the bike... I'm thinking you did because you're a great guy. Um, the phone sure never rang anymore. <laughs> so you're saying you would give these guys a hookup on some some work because they said I give them a deal or something. They, you know they're nice people. And, and that, the deal was they run your you run your stickers in the there's races. There's one problem that my dad told me. Okay, if you find out in life you doing what you really want to do, you know what that problem is? Too, too cheap. You have a hard time charging people for it. It was too much fun. Yeah. You love machining. Well, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If you know something's right and you got it, you hit it on the nose, you're like, man, that's that's cool. <laughs> ben, uh, what do you want for that? You know, without Tina, I think there would have been, I think, if, I just would have been broke or sooner. <laughs> broke, broke. But, you know, you, it's like, Yep, this is our printed price list, right? Yeah. Ah, charge them forty bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just that's just I don't know. Yeah, that's Jim doing. I'd what, rather be broke than happy. Enjoys. Yeah, like I told Tina, I'd rather be broke and happy than have money and pissed off. It's a good. It's a good sentiment right there. That, yeah. that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Until you need to go to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you still shop at the? Man, uh, I got a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> you still shop at the Mexican grocery store? Oh, all the time. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Jason told me about <laughs> your chicken night. Went off on us. Freaked out. What happened? <laughs> I'd never been, and Jim's like, "Hey, we're having tacos tonight." You want to come over? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get in the truck. We got to go get some food. And so I think we're going to Hy-Vee, and we pull into La Hacienda, or I don't know, it's a, a Mexican. La Tapatia. There you go, whatever. Is that the one on 14? It's about six of the, them. No, the one on Watrous. Gotcha. It's real 
hold the wall. And Jim says, this is that. This is where you go. This is where you get the good stuff. And I'm walking around like, I've never seen. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is awesome. Jason was like, I can't even read the labels. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real experience. <laughs> and, uh, and so we're walking around and Jim's like, we get to the back of the store and Jim says, huh, what's in here? There's a big chest freezer. <laughs> And he lifts the lid. Was it a horse head or was it a goat? I think it was a goat head. I think it was a goat head. And the dude came out. Eyeballs looking at it. Yes. A big, a frozen goat head. Just I hold it up and I go, look at this. <laughs> Jim's like, Jesus Christ, look at this thing. And this dude came out of nowhere and slams the lid down and says, you do not open this. And he's like, he yeah. was pissed. And I was like, Jim, there was a there was a that was a head of a goat. Uh, fucking he surprise! Oh, you go into pissed. people's places and open doors. <laughs> yeah, all the time, man. <laughs> you get a grocery store. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you? I, you know, I just bought some stuff out of that cabinet. I opened that door. <laughs> but killer tacos, I can tell you that. I love it. You it go- freaked him out. There was something about that goat head. It, yeah, there was. I'm thinking something. that thing had a bag of meth in it or something. <laughs> Planted in his brain well, cavity. They, they, they put those in your bed when you're, you know, you don't do something wrong. That's right? a horse. <laughs> sopranos, little Sopranos. No, that's that's, that's the Godfather. That's the Godfather. Godfather. Oh, Godfather. Sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. God. Um. So I want to know: Have you ever have have you had any encounters with any famous people? Yeah. Who, yeah, who you sure. got? Who you got on the list? Jim is famous. What are you talking about? I I said the Morning Legend. No, I said the Morning Legend. No, they, you know, I helped Chad Pedersen. Yeah. He won the, uh, yeah. yep. And he was, that was, he was that a solo was a guy, time, right? Like I told my dad, my, my dad finally told me one day, he said, uh, you know, I always wanted to join the circus and travel with the circus to see America. Yeah. What, your dad said that or you my said that? My dad said that. This is after he chewed my ass for doing it. <laughs> I said, man, I just traveled the circus at motocross tracks yeah. and saw America. How cool was that? You know? Because he was a solo guy, right? Yeah, him and Brian Deegan. Yeah. We were a team, Atomic 22. You know? And uh, what was your role with that? I was Pedersen's mechanic. And so you followed those guys around and, and just well, wrenching on the bikes? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was there was a lot of big experiences. Come on, we got to hear this story, Jim. I'm <laughs> well, that's s- the story. I don't. I'm I, s- there's all sorts of little stories in between. I I'm I remember s- Pro Circuit winning a national, and uh, somebody said, "Boy, I dare anybody to push Miss Peyton in the pool with that in his wheelchair." <laughs> okay, God, I might get more work for you. <laughs> what? You know. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. You pushed a lady in a wheelchair? No, no, no. no. Mitch Payton, Pro no. Circuit, right? Yeah. yeah. Is he the owner it. of Pro and Circuit? And I wasn't totally involved in that. <laughs> but I, may okay, have, I just want may to make have, that straight. But may have been. he's been pushed in the pool. <laughs> you know, Jesus, the guy's paralyzed, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. So to sink like a rock. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. How'd you, how'd Let's you, let him gurgle for a bit before we get him. You know. How'd you get him out? What you got? What do you mean? How do you get him? How do you get anybody out of a pool, meathead? A crane? Grab him. Of, uh, <laughs> grab him. We're gonna let you stay in there. <laughs> so at one point you were you were traveling a lot. You were doing a lot. Oh of- yeah, we went all over. 
Boy, that was that was and so was quite that, a deal. Was there that, was a lot of things. Was that Supercross then? It was uh yeah, it was several supercrosses and then the whole outdoor national circuit in ninety-five. Wow. I was just about to ask what year. That's what, awesome. What do the living quarters look like when you're and, and Deegan, Brian Deegan was uh Chad was national number uh uh thirty-six and Brian Deegan was national number thirty-five. And of course, uh, the old man thought that was just perfect and everything, you know, it's just, it's just perfect. It's all set up just great. What, what, wow. what do the living situations look like that when you're on the road with a supercross team? Uh, I said, well, you know, if the shoes stink, you just throw them out the window when <laughs> you go to Walmart. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, but are you, are you traveling in vans? Are you traveling in box vans? Box vans. Yeah. Yeah, that was before there was Deegan a lot left. of there was people they would do a lot of flying too really you know and other people helped uh hats off to john lemke right i drove the box van i was once gonna say someone has to flew. drive it yeah yeah who who you is know? this jeff right oh, john yeah. lemke they drove you know you'd have people go with us yeah and, and those guys were the best because they they bring like 20 cases of beer <laughs> and stock it up <laughs> and it was always budweiser because Gifford tried doing the uh, uh, Budweiser, the Kenny, I can't think of his the name. The baseball player? On the no, airplane? the drag racer. Oh, uh, um, oh, the snake. The Bud King. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Kenny Bernstein. There you yes. go. <clears throat> and I was, thought, that, I'm going to put Budweiser on here, and if we do good, then we'll get a Budweiser sponsorship. That's how Kenny Bernstein did it. He read that Kenny Bernstein book. Yeah. Gifford liked a lot of Prince of a guy, man. So, so I sure miss that guy. You're in with Deegan before he blew up. Before, before, he, be, before he became... Oh, yeah. Uh, Insane. Insane. Before everyone knew the Deegan name. Yep. Of, yeah. 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 Wow. So you were the mechanic for that, that Supercross team? For Chad. For Chad. Yeah. Kenny Watson was the mechanic for Brian Deegan. Are you are you rebuilding engines? And there was times I wanted to choke him, too. <laughs> but, you know, looking back on it, it's like... Yeah, that's why they give you a uh, 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 nice medication. Be nice, Jim. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're on the road. I mean, what's the schedule like? Are you in a different place every night? What do you, what is the schedule like for those? Well, guys? you go as far as you could go, and yeah. you know where the next race was. And and I'll tell you what, the AMA guys. I've never met the nicest people ever in my life than those guys. They always put us up. Chad won the uh, amateur rider am, uh, privateer. That's what it was called, the Skull Privateer. So he 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 was so he got like a couple a pouches of chewing tobacco and a thousand dollars, I think. <laughs> so he he wasn't like a factory rider. Yeah. He was like a lone. Yeah, you know, it was a privateer. Yeah, privateer. So that's I, what I'm you just, guys were. You didn't yeah. have any factory sponsors. But you met so many people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it was it was awesome. There was almost a time there when you were on top of your game and people looked up at you. Really? You know what I mean? That yeah. was that was to me was the best feeling because it's like we I think sometimes uh there isn't anybody that wouldn't say they don't want respect. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've never ever admitted it. Well, I have, yes, but I, I was doping the fuel. So here's this privateer guy's bike. Say it one more time. 
doping the fuel. What's that mean? Fuel doping? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a... I was putting an oxygenizer in the fuel. Shit. So he'd get to the first turn and wait on Steve Lampson riding a factory Honda. Oh, you're smoking him. <laughs> you know, he'd get whole shots and he did good. And it was... There was no AMA illegality on the fuel. So there wasn't a regulation back then. Right. Different. After that year, Chet's called me and said, I need to fax this to you. You got to see this. Because they sent it to him, like, you know, highlighted. (laughs) The fuel can only have so much oxygen content and blah, 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 and so on. So how much motor work do you have to do once you start messing with fuel like that? Pro Circuit did the engines. Mitch Payton did the work on all that stuff. Really? The only thing we did was jetting. Yes. And look for, uh, we ran a different carburetor configuration and some other bullshit, but, you know, to and a, an ignition system. To a guy like me, buddy, this, that that seems extremely technical. And it's just interesting that without any formal mechanic training, you you got yourself to that that place. Well, you know, and not only that, then it, uh, uh, you know, you got to know those guys there because they're helping you too. Right. You know, like I said, it comes down to testing. They get, they've got a year round people. Ch- after that season, Chad was hired by pro circuit to ride. Really? Yes. Did you recognize the voice in our, in our intro? I was going to, that's uh Huffman. No, it's uh David. Oh, super, I never knew that guy. Su- super cross. I knew Huffman's been dead. Fuck that would have been him. <laughs> he does the, he, uh, do, he does the super cross and the arena cross announcement. He goes, yeah. he goes riding for factory Honda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim Hickman. Yeah, right. <laughs> but when you're in that stadium and you hear that guy's voice, oof, yeah. it, it, it makes the hair in the back of your neck. But all those up. guys, you know, what you learn too is, is, you know, they shit round turds too. Right. They're just normal people. Right. And they'll be your friend just like the, 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 you guys are my friend and vice versa. I got to ask, how amazing is it to watch those races from the pits? Uh, it's not very good. You can't see much. Okay. Yeah, and, and what always cracked me up was the mechanics. I, I, the first time I got this job because the mechanic that was going to be Chad's mechanic, they got in an argument. So he said, screw this. I'm done. Zach, who by the way, is the second guy at, at factory connection, Zach and Ziggy. Ziggy's the owner. Zach's the kind of the, I don't know what you call it, manager of the joint. Yeah. Anyway, um, they'd, they, they'd hold up. The, this, well, what do you put on the chalkboard? Breathe, man. Look, tell them to. I go, these writers are too stupid to stop. What do they forget to breathe? Give them some fucking time. How do you forget to breathe? I thought that was a complex response in the human body. Are you kidding me? Give them some fucking times or something. So you know what I put on there? Eat at Joe's. <laughs> what did you say? Eat at Joe's. What does that mean? Eat at Joe's. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> Eat at Joe's, right? You would just put random shit on yeah. the on the pit boards? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know, Go and he was like, and, and then after the race, he's like, man, that was the funniest shit I ever seen. <laughs> I, I've, you know, it was like, I didn't know whether it pissed me off or whatever, but you know, when he got a podium, really, Love yeah, it. that night, fuck, 
So you're going to get that every night. What was the no story? Pri- no privateer is going to consistently nail a top three. Yeah. There's well, just no Can way. I ask why that is? They just don't. Uh, there's, there's, this, there's this. It, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. too much. You know what I mean? The factory, the factory riders dominate the scene. Or? Yeah. There's that guy. Who was that guy? Fuck. It could have been 10 years ago now. That long? That yeah. out of Detroit. You're talking about a kid out of Detroit. He came up. He was privateer, um, and he started just Kid Rock. No, uh, I can't remember his name. He I came love up because I've asked you about him too. Uh, I can't remember his name. He was a privateer. He though, was always he, a privateer, and he was good. He would show up like in a pickup. Truck, yeah, like well, yeah, in a van. Can yeah. you guys? Can you guys explain what the fuck a privateer is for people so, that are listening? A privateer is getting no support from a factory. Yeah, not a factory ride. The how? factory doesn't supply them with motorcycles. Some dealership might give them motorcycles to ride. Really? Right. But it's but local. They're by no way connected directly from them to the factory. So so, so you have a you have a you have a motorcycle that you buy from the showroom. Like me and you go buy a motorcycle from the showroom. And we're like, hey, we're gonna start racing. We get yep. really, really good yep. and get invited to join the pro circuit. You know, we start we start racing. These guys that are factory sponsors, say uh say Honda, right? Okay. These guys get these motorcycles that are so dialed in, so perfected. Um, it's, 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 it's unreal. They get every, every single, <laughs> I can hear Jim's piss. Yeah, I can too. God damn. In the Nick way. Nick way is the guy you're talking about. Okay. How, how long ago was that? I I bet you're, I bet it's 10 years. You know, you know, your mics are good when you can hear a guy's, <laughs> a guy's piss from down the hallway here. Well, he's got a strong stream. You should see him vomit. <laughs> this guy can launch puke. And bores a hole in the ground. How is that? I don't know. He's got. He's a man of many talents, but I've seen him do it. Yeah. He's invincible. I, I, I'm, I'm <clears> nine lives. I'm convinced he's immortal. Yeah, yeah, man. So it, it's what I want to ask him when he gets back is the fact that um, I want to know what the rigs looked like back then. Like he's saying, box fans. Yeah, I don't think they're right. real. They're not. <laughs> imp- <laughs> they're not impressive. We got great mics here. Yeah, guys, so you can hear. They're not that. impressive. It looks like a rider van that's been. Great painted black, I'm guessing. Really? Yeah. But, but back then, the factory guys had to be pulling up and still some. And some oh, semis some, and shit, I'm guessing. Semis, pretty cool rigs. Yeah. KTM, yeah. I think KTM was always way way ahead of its time. They had a, who, who was the machinist guy? That? Who was the machinist guy for KTM? Can we get Jim another was, beer? That was super, uh, super famous, was always talked about, like, being super dialed in and shit. And he was the one that, like, uh, designed all the motors and all that shit. Do you remember that back in the day? <laughs> well, the motors were designed by German people. Right, right, and right. But, like, the... Uh, the Germans or the Austrians? They're the same thing. Oh. <laughs> Not okay. during the Holocaust, they weren't. <laughs> That's true. Oh, they'd vaporize Austrians, too. They did? I didn't know that. There, yeah. there was always one guy credited uh, when KTM came on. Joseph the scene. Hoslinger uh, designed the four strokes, and he was the sharpest guy I ever saw. Right at, at KTM, that came from the factory to America, and was there at dealer meetings. Everyone said he was he was the man. And Mike Rosso, are you talking about? Forgot more than most any motorcycle guy. Are you talking about uh, Ryan Dungey's team guy? No, he he was a factory KTM guy. Oh, who 
who's the guy from Belgium that uh Roger DeCoster. Yes, DeCoster. Roger DeCoster's the team manager. Yeah, you're talking about DeCoster, maybe? This guy, he was like a machinist, like mm-hmm. was I thought he was like credited for like I, really I don't think DeCoster's he's more of a manager yeah. position. I was talking about In fact, to, he still is. This shit has been so so Did you ever see DeCoster like, race a motorcycle? It was phenomenal. Really? You know, better he, than Bob Hanna. Oh, <laughs> we were at St. Louis, Missouri, man. And they had, it was, it was one of those cool tracks. Now it's a uh, freeway mess. But anyway, Hannah comes, Hannah's in front of him. Hannah comes down and the bike must have bounced sideways five different times. And it bounces the right way as he nails this berm. And brrr, you know, he overalls the clutch about five fans and rails this berm. DeCosta rides down this hill perfectly straight, going the same speed, never sits down, stands up the whole way and just cruises around the turn. Jesus. Who ends up winning the race? Uh, <laughs> Take some balls. No, he was just so smooth. It was unbelievable. Really? I love it. Phenomenal writer. So, well, go ahead, Logan. I've just heard, I've heard some wild stories. Of what? Just you and meeting people. That's what why I was mean? asking, that's why I was asking about like uh, famous people that you've met along the way. I don't know. He just said he you're put uh, Mitch Payton in a pool. I, 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 <laughs> I was there. Yeah, I don't know how you It was a party that. thing. Everybody was celebrating. They Alleg- pushed the guy in the pool. Allegedly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I, I, you know, before the break. I mean, I didn't kick him in the head or nothing on the way in. <laughs> I would never do that. He's a nice guy. Before the break, I was asking. He's strictly business. He's to the point. But Were the factory riders, did they have semis back then? Did they have like, the full rigs and you guys yeah. were still in box fans? Uh, or was, you see Supercross now. There was, yeah, there was, fa- there was semis. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was mainly just, if anything, the big three at that time. What's well, the, Yamaha. You, know, you might as well say the big five. It's turned into what? Just the big six. You know, it's a status symbol to have a semi. Really? It's not a money saver. Have you been to a Supercross recently, like the uh, recent years? Yeah. It's the, I went to one in Minneapolis. They're so cool. Yeah. We, we used to always go to uh, Millville back in the day. We're, yeah, oh, yeah. We're two- it sure was fun to be able to go to the races and everybody knew you. Jim, you know, now it's a new generation, and you just, I, you know what I mean. I heard a weird story about you. Why? <laughs> it involved a car. Car? That's kind of what I've been hitting at. I, I know Logan's been trying to do it. I'll just crack it off here. Okay. I don't give a fuck. A car uh, involving, like, a, a drive to Las Vegas. Were you involved with some weird car story? It's not a weird car story. Do you, know we're talking, story. do you know what we were talking about? Yeah. Oh, yep. Jesus Christ. Can this you, is what I've been waiting for. Can you tell us the story? I, well, do you know any of these people in the story? Mm-hmm. I know one. Does anybody know Hunter S. Thompson? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who Hunter S. Thompson is? Oh, yeah. yeah. We all do. Okay. Well, do you know who Bud Mulkey is? Bud Mulkey was a... Jeep dealership? Yes. And Bud Mulkey stumbles across this 69... Chevrolet Caprice, red, with a white top convertible. And he buys it. And 
calls his buddy. His name's Ed Podolak. You know who Ed Podolak is? I'm sorry. Ed Podolak was a uh, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, and then he's an announcer for Iowa football. Yeah. I, I don't know if he still is or not. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's he's his liver's gone. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I don't know that. I'm just it sounds that way. Anyway, uh my friend worked for Bud Mulkey and he bought this car and he says, Hey, this car needs to, del- to be delivered to uh, Ed Podolak in Aspen, Colorado. All right. So you drive this car out there. You, well, you drive this car out here, buy a plane ticket coming back. Right. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, bring a buddy to help you drive. You know? So my buddy already calls me and we load up. We head out to drive that car out there. What year is this car again? 1969. And what year is it? Same year in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> and we start driving this car there. And, of course, you know, I, you know, we're smoking dope the whole way. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. And we, and out there, he's telling me about this, this book. There was no movie made yeah. yet. And he's saying, yeah, this, this movie, this, this car is going to Hunter S. Thompson. Do you know who that is? Nope, never heard of him. I don't read no books. I read motocross action. Dirt Bike Magazine, Artie. You know me. What year is this, Jim? Sorry. Ah, this was like right out of high school. This had to be 77. Okay. 78, right? So here we are. And... He calls Ed and stuff, and there's specific instructions. Ed Bodelak's brother owns Red Roof Inn there, right? Okay. So we're supposed to go to the Red Roof Inn and get motel towels, go to someplace to buy ether. It wasn't like there was auto parts stores like nowadays, but, you know, so I don't know. I don't even remember where we went, but we bought four cans of ether, and I'm like, what are we doing here? Oh, no, it's in the book. And we had to soak down, we washed the car and then we soaked down the towels and laid them on the floorboard, just like the book. Soaked them down with ether? Soaked them down with ether. Have you read the book? I have not. I've only seen the Me movie. Me neither, but I've heard it about <laughs> it so much. <laughs> right? So the book the book you're talking about is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, yeah. which was made so into a movie with Johnny to, Depp. To get, to, yeah, they... Uh, uh, it's about a bunch of guys, man. They're going to the mid 400 motorcycle race. Las Vegas. In, in the Las desert. Vegas. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and they've got boxes full of every kind of illegal drug there is. Right. And they're soaking down the towels and laying them in the floorboard, right? To catch a buzz. <laughs> Holy You got any ether? If you want to huff some, you'll see. Holy shit. <laughs> right? So... We soak them all down, and we go to Ed Podolak's place. We're supposed to be there at 12, 15. And sure enough, this guy comes out with this long cigarette holder thing. Shut the fuck up. It's Hunter S. Thompson. Shut the fuck he up. He says, Ed, goddamn you. I I figured you'd do something like this. And there's that. And we dropped that car off. And Podolak gave him that car. And he got in it. And I mean... Just put her to the fucking floor. 
drove to Vegas. No, he drove it. Here's the catchy part. He 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 lived up in the mountains of Aspen. Hunter Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson lived up in the mountains of Aspen. Ran for sheriff. Yes. Yeah. And he Ed Polite gave him that car. Wow. Because of the book. And then what's crazy is, is we just, we I'm like, boy, that guy seemed like a goon. Because <laughs> he did. He's like, he, you know, like, today he'd be like a tweaker acting guy. Kind of like, man, he was fucked up drunk or something. But but he had the long thing on the on the cigarette? Oh, yeah. He always that, used that those filter. Thing. Yeah. yeah, the filter. Group. The filter thing. The, you know, Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> extra long. Holy shit. Sucker model. But what's crazy then, too, is there's also this guy. We ask Ed, we go, hey, man, so we're going to go. Ski. Oh, yeah, I bought you ski passes. And my friend couldn't ski across the sidewalk. You know what I mean? And not that I'm a pro, but I could get down the hill. You know, yeah. if it was easy, I can turn and this and that shit. He couldn't ski. So that's the next day anyway. So where can we go tonight? Where's the happening spot? Oh, go to the stagecoach. If you want to look that one up, the stagecoach is still there in Aspen. Aspen, right? Colorado. Yep. So we go to the stagecoach, and we're sitting there, and this guy kept saying, yeah, there, Billy or Joe, I don't even remember the name. Give me another one and acting all weird and shit. And my buddy Artie goes, that's Jack Nicholson. It was Jack Nicholson, and he was acting at the bar. Because he was doing a Carrie? movie out there called The Shining. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. What's it like to see that guy in a bar? He's exactly the way he is <laughs> yeah. for the most part. Really? No different than Clint Eastwood. Wow. You know. That's two crazy fucking people in one <laughs> one encounter. Do you yeah. fl- did you fly back? You fly back after that? Oh yeah. And that was the scariest fucking thing I've ever done, man. It's this twin engine son of a bitch. And when you walk in to hand him your ticket, the picture on the wall is a picture of the plane piled into the ground. One of their planes piled into the ground. It's like they just show you that to torture that Aspen Airlines and it's piled in the ground. I'm like, wow, cool. So you get on this thing and, and there's all these, you know, up in the mountains. You get that, and you're going up and down. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. I about pooped myself. So I'd heard, I'd heard somehow you're connected with the car and uh, Hunter S. Thompson. So that's why. No, I kept... you didn't hear that. I told him, and he told you. <laughs> Correct. That's what happened. Well, when I, I, exactly when I told I him, I, he heard it. But I... that my friend Artie Step that went with me, bless his heart. He was the prince of a guy. He was the coolest guy I ever knew in my life. And he's gone. And, man, that's like something that I, I guess I can't call him and verify it for you. Yeah. But. Take your word for it. I call him Polak. Yeah. And he'd tell us. Can't call Hunter S. Thompson. He blew his brains out. Yeah. yeah. Did he really? Oh, yeah. He blew his head off with a shotgun. Was he famous then? When that, that book God was, damn right he was. Here's a right. Rolling Stone. Here's a Rolling Stone. He did the Hell's Angels. He made that book. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to research this a little bit more. I'm, I'm sorry for my ignorance, but that's wild. So, so when you saw him then, were you starstruck? No. 
know. I had oh, no really idea know. who he was. I went with my friend. My buddy was like, man, there's the guy. And I'm like, that piece of shit? <laughs> I mean, to so, me, like I said, he looked like some tweaker guy or something. But, right. but, but I, I think that's just the way he was. Well, probably if you looked. Have you, you know what I mean? You've I seen think the, it was cool. You've seen the movie, Jim? The Fear and Loathing. Oh, movies. yeah. So how. That I, is so I, almost I think he, bogus like. Well, the way uh, he does his mannerisms all fucked up and shit. In that kind of similar. He's not in that movie. No, no, no. The movie's about him. Johnny Depp. The movie's the movie's about the book. Right. right. And but Johnny Depp. The way he and acts. It's, all, it's almost like. First of all, there's no way any two people said to get away with that in Las Vegas. <laughs> you don't, you know what I mean? You don't bore in for 10 days in the room that, that, that you've told them you wanted for four days and all that. It, it's almost comical, the movie thing of it. Yeah. It doesn't do the book any good. You can believe the book, but the movie is seems like a Disney over the top yeah. adult fiction. Fictional. My whole point was though is when when you met him was 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 he uh was he was he in stardom like was was he famous then or was he famous later? No, because he he was still a Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, like, he, like he, he was. He, yeah, he was a rock star. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, no, he was just a maggot <laughs> that Bud Molke of all people was given a card to. Right. <laughs> and all we heard about before we left. Because I met Artie down there was, you know, I paid thirty five hundred dollars for that thing. You make sure you get it there unscratched and blah blah blah. And he's going off, it, you know. I'm I'm trusting you with this deal, <laughs> so on and so forth. So when you put starting fluid on the floorboard, soaked soaked towels, ether, ether, ether. same thing, right? Uh, yeah, ether, ether. It's just a hell of a high. They're just it, it, you just drive around. And you're huffing it. We didn't sit in the car and huff it. (laughs) But that's what they did in the book. Ah. So when Hunter went to get in the car and he opened the door. He smelt it. Yeah. Paul Wack was just trying to, like. Cater to his needs or wants. Cater to, right. That's a wild. Show it. In other words, Ed Podolak was looking up to this guy, I, I reckon. You know what I mean? That, yeah. man, this guy's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> I wonder, so I heard that story in recent years. How long have you known Jim, Jason? Oh, I don't know. Probably 10 years, maybe. What What interests me is how many fucking more stories like that are up in your brain. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's, that's a, yeah, it goes on and on. I'm like, uh, we mentioned that that Honda motorcycle I was working on, like I asked him uh, like a year or two later about like I was working on. And I said something I was, I needed his help machining uh, the hub on the, for the front wheel. I was doing this different thing or whatever. And, and I said, I, so I got, I, I, I located this person. They were out in California, I think. And uh, they're going to make this wheel for me, but I, I need this hub machine down. And he goes, oh, yeah, Buchanan. Robert. Yeah. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah. Like, that's what he said. He, he said it by the first name. But I said, no, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's Buchanan. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, Robert. 
I know him. I know him. I know Robert. I made tacos with that guy. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so taquitos. <laughs> so, so I Google like somebody to make me a wheel, and I find this outfit in California that'll do it. Is it California? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, Robert." And I'm like, "No, no, not Robert. Uh, Buchanan wheel." He goes, "Yeah, Robert Buchanan dipshit." I think that's a pretty big name, isn't it? No. Uh, well, obviously. Robert's just the coolest guy ever. <laughs> He's like, yeah, He's I know prince, that guy. Man. He helped my buddy Johnny Wilson. You know, when Atomic 22 started, it was a conglomerization of, because we know we, we knew we needed Johnny Wilson. And Johnny Wilson was a, was a dandy, you know. But, so you got Johnny Wilson with lightweight products. And then Atomic 22, which is us in Iowa, okay? Because he's in the California hub. He, 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 he knows where to take this stuff to have it done. Iowa's not a manufacturing state, you know? Well, the pool is just so much bigger out there for guys that can ride oh. year-round and train and do all this well, stuff. Well, no, it has stuff. nothing to do with that. It has to do with maybe even just making a bolt. You see, the manufacturing side of it was just stronger there. But don't you think if we were able, if we had the rider pool that California did? No, here, I, I think, think if there's more, if there was more rider pool here, that wouldn't increase the demand for titanium. Bolts. Yeah, he's talking about the manufacturing side. Yeah, I'm talking about the man. So anyway, Johnny Wilson got this little shop going, and it. The shop was the size of this room we're in. His shop, and he had a lathe, a mill, he had all this stuff in there. It mainly worked on guns. But guns. Who financed that thing was Robert Buchanan. And Johnny, his thing was the gun thing. And he was a, a speed draw. Oh. I've never seen anybody that could shoot a gun like him. And like he, a gunslinger, uh, huh? Like old. Wow. He actually qualified for the Olympic skeet shooting team. But didn't have the money to get there. Jeez, he was uh, he's he was quite a guy. I've seen seen him in porno movies. Well, good I, for him. Yeah, real hog on the guy or what? You've seen him in porno movies. He what? He, he was it was definitely more than a stud chigger. <laughs> but <laughs> he was quite a guy. Oh my god! Good he, for uh, him. He, he was at a, in fact, he was at a shoot, a trick shoot that they paid him to come up and and do and uh, was in this uh, rental car and was pulling out and poof, some mm. car. I don't know if he pulled out in front of them or whatever. And, and he just passed away from that whole thing. He was all, that was probably the best. You know, he was kind of an athletic California kind of guy. You never met Johnny Wilson. Oh, boy. No. You know, he was one of those guys. We go out there, and uh, he picks us up at the airport. Yeah, so we go back. Yeah, let's go back to my house. Okay, Johnny. We go back there. Yeah. And it's just, it's all right, you know. There's a couch to sleep on and some floor. <laughs> anyway, he's, he's like, all of a sudden, he gets this serious look. What day is it? Oh, no. Uh, it's the 22nd, Johnny. Oh, my God. I got to get to the shop. I got to pay rent tomorrow. 
I ran on the 23rd. So he'd, he'd run to, he'd, he runs to the shop, gets a bunch of stuff down, runs it around, collects some money so he can pay rent. Was he like manic? No, he just was a total California hay duder. I got you. <laughs> he never worked every day toward it, even out. He would just say, and I'm okay. My rent's paid for until the day before rent day. Oh, man. Just a dandy. Yeah. He came back and uh, uh, <laughs> he says, you know, he says, uh, could your dad loan me 400 bucks? Yeah, he probably loaned you 400 bucks. And uh, so I says, well, let's go up there and ask him. We go up there. And he says, well, sure, Johnny, I'd loan you 400 bucks. Hands you 400 bucks. He says, let me tell you something, Johnny. If we took all the money in the world and we divided it up equally and gave everybody the equal amount, in 10 days, 80% or 20% of the people would have 80% of the money. I think that's probably very true. Yeah, it's probably still true. This. <laughs> yeah. Your dad said that? Yeah. That's very wise. It's probably less percent now. Less than 20% now, I would assume. The older I get, the more I talk about it. Your dad? Yeah. yeah. You will, too. That's probably true. Both of you. Yep. It's funny when you're a kid and you don't want to listen to your folks because you, you, you think you're right. And then you get older and you're like, gosh darn it. They were right. I hate that. You hate that. I hate that, like, that that, that knowledge that they had. As you get older, you'll learn. Yep. Maybe somebody knew something more than me. Yeah. You don't know everything. Life experiences, it teaches you a lot. And and anybody that's older than you should probably listen up. How long does this thing go on for? Forever. We can do as long as you want or as short as you want. I can shut this thing down in two minutes. I can can keep... Well, I don't know. I'm just asking. (laughs) Can... uh, my uh, head feels like it's got a C clamp on. <laughs> so is that, uh, is, that, is that how Jim Hickman says he has a headache? <laughs> I must have a big head. I bet it ain't no bigger than you guys. Yeah. He's got a normal head. I, he I does not. Jason wears a size eight and something helmet. Yeah, Cavalier boys are born with big heads. Yeah, we got yeah. big heads. Couple, couple big heads. Yeah. Uh, so I got I got a good one. Uh, just. You know, going back to the story thing, and I, maybe this is another one that maybe it's an ongoing investigation. You can't tell, but we can always cut it. Uh, Shut it down. I uh, I ran into Jeff Light the other night at the bar. I told you that, and uh, I asked him about the story of uh, the time that you guys went to Garvis. Looking, oh, for, those boys tuned him up. <laughs> looking for those, those looking guys for are a motorcycle. Side, tough sons of bitches. <laughs> Looking for, looking for a motorcycle that was stolen. I'm just glad I know him. <laughs> Can you know. tell us that story? Oh, man. Is the statute of limitations passed? Oh, I'm sure. No, this guy from Texas came up to sell this <laughs> banshee. And it had, it and was, it was. For our listeners. A without ba- going through the whole list. A banshee is a crazy pissed off, two stroke. Four wheeler. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, I right. thought, it, I thought it was a female witch. It had female witch. Cylinders or RZ four hundred cylinders on it, right? With electronic power valves and the whole ball of wax. Oh, so this is a race four wheeler. Oh fuck yes! And they don't make them anymore. Yep. So he came. He ended up at my house at like four o'clock in the morning. We got up the next morning, and I went out 
or I let the dog out and I looked at his pickup and I'm like, hey, Glenn, where's your where's your banshee? Did you put it in the garage there? He goes, no, it's in the back of my pickup. Uh-huh. Like, no, it ain't in there. So the fucking thing got ripped off, right? Out of the back of the truck? Out of the back of his pickup. It's a fucking crazy heist. That takes so we call work. the cops and everything and they take pictures of the tire track and the whole deal. So we don't know what to do. We go to Pioneer Park. We go to Coon Valley. If you remember any of them joints. I know Pioneer Park. Yep. To see if anybody's riding the thing around there or whatnot. So then we get back and I'm like, hey, man, let's call the bike shops. Who knows? You know, maybe they take it someplace to try and sell it or something. I don't know. Let's put the word out to everybody. So the second call, we call Haunted Town and Steve Downey says, the Banshee's here right now. These guys, they're real shady. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. So I says, hey, man, stall out. We're on our way up there. So Jeff Light and Doug Thornton's going to meet us over there. Have you ever heard of Doug Thornton? I don't. Toughest guy I've ever seen in my life, man. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking head to Haunted Town. We go in there, and the guy from Texas that's selling this thing to Doug Thornton, Doug Thornton's one that wants to buy it. <laughs> we all show up there. And um, the guy's like, yeah, it was my dad's, and I'm thinking about selling it. And this guy from Texas, he's got like 20 grand in this thing. He says, uh, really? So what are y'all fixing to ask for it? You know, he's a Texas guy. And he says, Oh, I was thinking seven or eight hundred dollars. Well, my Glenn has the guy from Texas just blast, just hit him. <laughs> and he's a little short guy. He, he punches him. Guy. He punches so now the guy. fight's on. And that those that right and that Thornton beat those guys. Not right. Light. 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 And this is in the middle of a showroom of a Honda dealership? This is in the service department at Garvis Honda Town. Yeah. On Euclid. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Holy shit. And when it's all over with and done, the cops come in and they go, Mr. Garvis, can you tell me what happened here? Gar- Miss George says, yeah, those guys, they that bike was stolen and they went to run out of here and they slipped on that water there and they hit their heads on the door. Oh, my God. And, and the, you guys just tuned them up. And... Uh, <laughs> The cop says, sounds good to me, Mr. Rose. Uh, uh, Thornton took their pickup. There we go. (laughs) Their pickup's outside and says, you want to steal our shit? We'll show you what stealing shit's about. He started it up. He put a brick on the throttle and dropped her in the gear and aimed it for the Des Moines River. I watched it go down, boom, 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 boom. And had to rip every piece of suspension out the front of the truck. And George watched it and said, man, that was awesome. <laughs> Did it go into the river? It didn't go no, into the river? No, it never made it. It ripped the wheels out of it. So, and George and so he told- Gordon looked at him and went, your pickup's down there. Whack! He whacked the guy again. Oh, he was brutal. Man, you could never get away with that today. Isn't that wild? Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. He put a brick on the throttle. Oh, the and then dropped it into gear. <laughs> Holy shit. So these guys' truck is wrecked. They're, they're, they're beat they had to the pull. same tires on it. The cops put everything together. They had to, uh, the, the theft report from it being stolen at our house and the whole deal. 
recovered the bike. The reason <laughs> they took it to Haunted Town is because they rode it over the railroad tracks and they bent the sprocket and threw the chain off. Um, and they took it to Haunted Town to have them put a master link on it. Uh, yeah, wow. Needs more than that, didn't it? No. Holy shit. Who cares? They needed somebody to be beat up. <laughs> Dude, that so is, you got the banshee back. That's the wildest story. Got the story. banshee back. He he sold it to Glenn Hess from Texas. Sold it to Doug Thornton for whatever the agreed price was. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> I love it. You couldn't put that on and, your and for two days. The because I know some police officers they'd stop by and and they'd say, "I heard justice was served up at Hawkintown." <laughs> Man, I don't know. It was brutal. You know, you don't want to say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy took a hard fall. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of water in the showroom. God damn. Holy oh, well. shit. I love it. <laughs> That's, That's a good one. That's a good one. You want to steal our shit? Watch your truck sail down the river? Hey, Fuck. There was something I was talking to the owner of the shop about. About doing things that are wrong. Um, you know, this street out here is pretty busy, but it's pretty well lit. So if we went down, if you're putting an engine block in the road, oh, Jesus Christ. No. Yeah, this is a good one. Oh, it's action. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah, like an old engine block. I don't have any of those. Well, <laughs> You know, it used to be we'd throw old fucking Chevy engine blocks out there, but they're getting so rare anymore that, you know, people will pick them up. <laughs> what, yeah, that's, our, that's the next race car motor. What happens? You ever seen a car hit an engine block? Oh, my God. Damn. That was what you did for fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You've I, never done that? I've heard about... <laughs> never, what are you talking about? you never done that? The only thing I've ever heard of is, a, is a, like a... a, a Bud Light box, like a, a box of uh, a case of beer, empty case of beer filled with rocks. Oh, no, engine blocks. The, the car used to usually get air. <laughs> How old were you when you were doing this? Oh, I don't know. A couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to eat a modern car, right? So tell us yeah. the story, Jim. What? You put an engine block in the road. What's yeah. the story? Well, I I feel like give us an example. Uh, in front of BJ's. There you go. We put an engine block out there once. <laughs> you know, and what was funny is, is three cars are buzzing down that road. That's 45, 50 mile an hour, and they drove around it. You know what I mean? Are you guys drinking? So you and your buddies. We're at the bar, me, Dad. Yeah. Oh, you, you and your buddies, you grab an engine block. You put it in. The story I was told was in a van. But then. <laughs> oh, we put it up on Mart MLK. That's what it used to be called. Or no, that's what it is now. It used to be Harding, Harding. Road. Yeah, after the president. And threw it up there. And uh, a couple cars hit it. And some guys <laughs> ran out of a house and stole it off the street. <laughs> and my buddy went up to the house and kicked the door and said, give me back my engine block. <laughs> oh, he was crazy. He's dead. Uh, <laughs> he's dead. 
<laughs> oh my god, dude! I've never ever thought in my life, "Hey, I'm bored tonight. Let's put a ninja block in the road and see." Oh, it's happens. action. <laughs> <laughs> uses you know, it's live. Uses it tears the tranny out and stuff, and the you car think? is just sitting there. It's bleeding blood, <laughs> that red fluid. <laughs> What happens to the people inside? Huh? What happens to the people inside? They don't know what happened. They're like, oh. <laughs> They're too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're not smart enough to see an inch of walk in the road. You need. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I could, it, it's like, oh, my God. Your your day's over. I mean, you're... you're, you're <laughs> Yeah, you're calling a tow truck. Yeah. Oh, rip the bottom of the fucking Ooh, Wait a minute. What, what is it you fellers call? An Uber. Uber. You be calling an Uber. An Uber. Uh, Uber. Sorry. Yeah, that thing's not dry. It's, Fuck me. Holy uh, shit. Do you, uh, did you know that back in the day that uh, Volkswagen engine blocks were made of magnesium? That's a weird, that's a weird, burns hot, huh? Oh, no. Magnesium blocks? No, no. Apparently, I I learned this from Jim. Why would they be magnesium? It's lighter than aluminum. Is it lighter? The Nazis. Magnesium? Dissipates heat. Magnesium dissipates heat and it's lighter than aluminum? Uh Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it's, it's pretty fragile. What's the lightest metal? I, I titanium is titanium like the lightest? No, no. Aluminum's half as light as titanium. Really? Say, yeah. Aluminum's actually really light, and yeah. magnesium's lighter than titanium. Or sorry, than aluminum. Yeah, that's wild. What happens with those blocks? Tell them, Jason. You nope. seen one burn? No, nope. I burned it for you. <laughs> crazy, what? crazy yeah. colors and whatnot. Everybody's uh, like, oh yeah, uh huh, yeah, sure. Like it's gonna be some. Tell me what that was like. It was amazing. What so, happened? So uh, crazy colors and everything. No, no, no. Uh, crazy colors like burn your retina out brightness. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So one night we're having a bonfire out at Jim's place, and he drags his Volkswagen engine block out <laughs> and throws it on the fire. How many of these do you have? Yeah, I was just gonna say Jim loves engine blocks. I think that was the last one I burnt. <laughs> and he says, just for Jason. He says. We used to do this in Glamis. We go out to Glamis and they'd they'd light it up. They'd light up. They'd do like sand rags up like big hills. Oh, yeah. They get five of those mag fires going. It's illegal now. They get five <laughs> of those mag fires going and it light this whole valley. And it was the creepiest thing. It you're was calling like this them, weird deal. And guys are drag racing up this hill. You're calling them mag fires. Yeah, mag fires. Mag, for, for people that are listening, if you've ever seen magnesium in a fire. It's like looking into the sun. Oh yeah, no, you can't put it out either. Yeah. You can push it underwater, and it and it just gurgles. Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's yeah. why they push sixteens, twenty ones, all that shit. So, so day. they make like fire starters with magnesium, where you, you can take a knife blade yep. and shave off like a couple paper, like thin shavings, yep. and then hit a steel. And if it, a spark touches that magnesium, yep. it instantly starts a fire yeah yeah so you're talking about an entire fucking block of metal like an, an engine block it yeah. has to get dull red first then it'll go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he drags it so it goes he, super solid yeah he drags it down the hill and he chucks it right in the middle of fire and he goes it's about to get real bright 
And it, it did. It just burnt and burnt and burnt. And all of a sudden, <laughs> turned into a jet engine. It makes this oh. evil. <laughs> yeah. All how, of a sudden. How it's, long does that burn? Does it burn I, a long time? Like like fire burns? I don't know. <laughs> a couple hours? I think it burned your ass. <laughs> I, I would assume It burned. So. I don't know. It went for a while, but it was so bright, nobody it could look at it. Everybody yeah. had to like it step will, away. It will burn your retinas. Tyler's oh, girlfriend was... took off running. Oh, yeah. She's like, this, this is not good. violent vapors uh, with her red hair. I'm sure that <laughs> hair dye doesn't have anything to do. Yeah, never mind. But, yeah, no, uh, amazing. It's like, like welding brightness. Yeah. Oh, it was like bright white. Yeah. Yeah, as bright yeah. as a welding arc. Yeah. You should not look at it. Yeah. So back in the day in Glamis, they'd, they'd bring a bunch of those out and they'd- Oh, they'd have them all along the valley. And, and they were drag racing they, at night yeah, with the light at, at of Competition these- Hill and they'd have them all along the valley. And those fires going and it illuminate the whole valley. Holy shit. I couldn't imagine seeing that. Rolling out there and people just- Oh, it was awesome. Just throttling, drag racing, dude. Up the hill. With the light of magnesium. Yep. I was just telling a guy on the way here, I was talking to on the phone. I wrote up Ronnie Lachine, his mechanic put a, a works KX500 motor in a three wheeler. Okay. And I wrote it up Competition Hill there. Really? And I mean, he, you know, he was just, he just screw up everybody. It's Ronnie Lachine. You know what I'm saying? The guy had more natural talent than any 10 people. Jim, who is Ronnie Lachine? Who is Ronnie Lachine? Ronnie Lachine won half a dozen national motocross races. Oh, okay. Really? okay. His Sorry. dad started a uh, oil company called Maximum. Mm. Oh, yes. And yeah. and Jimmy knew Ronnie. And we go over there. Hey, let's go talk to Ronnie. We go over there. And I had these house slippers on and shit. <laughs> and, you know... Uh, Sounds like me showing up. They, they line up, and these guys would say, 40 bucks, man. I'll race you up the hill. What do you got on your bike? He'd look at him and go, Pipe and a carb. It was a worked KX500 motor. The guy slipped into a Ducati frame. He'd go, He'd get about three bike links in front of everybody and be able to go back and forth across the hill and just cover them with sand, you know, with the paddles. They were just like, oh, my God. It was just brutal. Don't mess with with Roddy and Factory <laughs> Kawasaki Motors, right? Basically. How many times have you been to Glamis? Oh, I don't know. Half a dozen or more. Really? Yeah. So, I, anyway, we get down there, and Jimmy says, hey, let my buddy Hickman here ride that thing up there. And Roddy looks at him and says, if he can start it, he can ride it. Looks down at my shoes. I had house slippers on, <laughs> like the ones I'm wearing tonight, and whoop. Kicked her. No problem. <laughs> Lined up with some guys. Holy Just, shit. It wasn't even funny. So were, sa- were sand rails out at Glamis back then? Was that a big sand? Oh, yeah. 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 Have you seen- you ever, we ought to go there. Just We should. Like Phil said, at 3 o'clock every afternoon, it's the sand rags. Yeah. <laughs> like Phil said. These aren't sand drags. This is a parade of idiots. Yeah. It was, oh, it's just mayhem. I well, love it. People get fucked up out there, right? People die. Oh, every Thanksgiving, there's at least five people that die. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, got to be fun. What is, <laughs> Glam- Glamis is just in the middle of the desert. Where is Glamis? 
Glamis are sand dudes. Yeah. You ever watch Rabbit Troll? No. No. You ever watch that show? No. Well, Sunday night, stay up. And at like one o'clock, Rabbit Troll's on, and it's awesome. And they're at Glamis. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's just these it's these crazy, crazy money, crazy performance guys just launching. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Launching these There's things. guys there that have trailers. Robbie Gordon shows up with a trailer, and the top folds out, flies in on a helicopter, and lands. Yeah, it's crazy. It's $450,000. It's crazy shit. Uh, uh, trophy truck. But the Your wheels out of there. But I, I kind of imagine the rules there now are, are, are crazy. Rules. The rules. I mean, they're not doing magnesium block fires to light up the night. They're well, not. They're not, not doing now. racing. What are they going to check every fire with three hundred fifty thousand people? Is that how many people? I mean, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. We we need to go. Can you ride anything? I not well. Not like you. <laughs> Well, you know what Brian Foster told me? That's a tough place yeah. to he learn. He said that if I would go to uh, Glamis with him, he would buy a dirt bike. He says, yep, I'll buy a 450. Brian Foster couldn't ride across the parking lot. <laughs> well, he, that's what he He's said. He's the least aggressive punk there is. <laughs> you, you'd do better than him. He said, I would buy a dirt bike tomorrow, put paddle wheels on it, and I would go to Glamis. Go play in the sand? Yeah. You only need one on the rear, by the way. Right. Extended swing arm, big old paddle. You don't but, yeah, extended swing arm. I never, I've never been there, but uh, I, I want to get a quad. That way, if I, I love little, that shit, if I get a little drinking going on, like it's, I can just kind of sit. You won't fall over. Yeah, yeah, I won't <laughs> but, fall over. Yeah. Foster said that that is the most fun he's ever had on a motorcycle in his whole life. In the sand. That's what he said. You just cruising and 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 carving, and I don't know. I've never done it. If it's if it, I've been out there after it rains. And it's crazy then. You're oh, just, really? it, it, I mean, you can just rail. Really? Normally it's it's the way it is. It's kind of dry. You ever ride and as you head south, it gets drier. That's what's crazy. You go five miles further south and the sand gets finer and finer and your front end starts plowing. You're going to go up the face of a hill and your front end goes to the axle and you just got like <laughs> pin it, you know, and get over it, you know. You ever ride down at uh we always call it the Sand Castle? There down uh I built that track. No shit. Yeah, what do you think built that? Bonnell and I, all of us. Who's the I'm not saying that single handed Pickle Farm Beach. Oh Pickle Farm Beach. That's where so that's where we were. So did you ever show up there and it snowed like four inches? And you showed up, and there was no snow on the track. I can't say I've rode motorcycles when there's snow on the ground there. No. <laughs> you know what we put on there? What? Calcium chloride. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Everybody showed up and said, nope. Yep, There's the whole pits are covered with snow. Everything's under snow. But the track is snow-free. Man, I... I Calcium chloride. I couldn't tell you how many hundreds of hours I spent What's calcium, track. what's calcium chloride? That's smell. It's what they add to concrete in the wintertime. Oh. You're spraying that shit on the fucking dirt? The no, it was in Bags. granule form yeah. right around from uh, that chemical place. And we just threw it out bag at a time right by uh, the river. If you can ride in sand, makes you a hell of a rider. But, that, but Glamis is like a lot finer. Sand and it can get deeper, right? You know what I mean. That's that sand you can get on top of. Yeah, 
But if you can if you can rail through corners and have the balls to stay on it, stay on top of it, get through it. I love that place. Oh man. Love that place. I every like every other night or maybe every night. God, that's when a guy had energy. We'd go there and chop more trees and drag them and burn them. Hold on. So and then at closing time, we'd throw another fire on the so a tire on the fire. You're talking you know you're talking pickle farm beach. Yeah. What where was that? This is in Reynolds. Uh, it's Pleasant Hill. Pleasant Hill, dude. I I tried to. I wanted to buy that property. That you were trying to buy. So yeah. what happened? What can you tell everybody? What is this place? I don't know how much we can get into what actually happened. Well, what happened is is Hallett Materials ended up buying it. They 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 ended up taking it over. My friend Ron Morgan um, had a, owned it. And leased it to a friend of mine, uh, Terry Chumley. And he had this that, idea of putting Tyler's a strip dad? bar in there. That's what that whole pad was about. He was going to have a strip bar in there. Yeah. Holy shit. This is Tyler's dad? Yeah. Chumley was going to put a strip joint down there? Well, his dad. Uh, yeah. And Ronnie Morgan was Chris Stapes' uncle, right? Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting piece of property. It's just a sandy thing down it's by the river. right by the river. It's right it, on the river. Yeah. I love, I love it. And do you do, know, so do you know, if you get off on the Vandalia exit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you go by, there's a boat ramp right there. Yeah. Yeah. That little S curve that goes over the rail tracks. Yeah. yeah. There's a gate right. It, I mean, it, right that's Pickle Farm, Farm Beach. That's yeah. Pickle Farm Beach. And, and it, when I was in high school, it was a swimming thing pickle really? farm beach yeah a, a big pond essentially it's a gigantic pond a pond so big that it has a boat ramp yeah. they had jet ski races and they do like slalom uh so this thing skis. was just like a slice of heaven right in the middle of the dude it's amazing and so you could pay money and go there and ride they had uh they had two <laughs> they had two motocross tracks and then they had a, like a sand track but then you could just pop through the trees and you're right on the river. You can ride up and down There's on trails the, all the way up yeah. and down the river. It was amazing. And you tried to buy some of this property. I right? didn't try to buy it, but thought about it years later and talked to Jared about it. And he's like, nah, nah, you're never going to, but it went, it went back to the bank at one point. Oh, wow. It was after. I'm not, why, yeah. why can't you say it? I'll, t- I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Yeah. There was, I think there was some, uh, there were, there were some illegal activities, I yeah. think, that, that happened on that property. Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. So then they lost. It went back to the bank. But then, like, Des Moines Asphalt and... Uh, Hallett. I don't, was, I don't think it was Hallett. They own it now. Oh, they do? Yeah. But they were going to put a concrete plant and an asphalt plant there. They were going to pull sand out of the river, whatever. But Men- Menats. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But dude, it, killer piece of property. Yeah, yeah. It was. It well, was. It, that could be an underwater piece of property. It could be all sorts of things. You know, bottom line is 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 it's a source for sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a shit ton. Yeah, you know, it's a drop off from residue from. Yep. All more sand than you can handle. We can't leave it alone for the motorcycle riders, but we can turn it into something as a profit. But they've never done anything with it. No. Yeah, it's still not. Yeah. We went in there here two years ago and rode. Yeah, I've ridden there. I've ridden there. Oh, well, I mean, 10 years ago, I probably rode in there. Did you build that little track? It was all sand. It was just a little track. The whole thing, it was just uh, all it was like was a corner track. 
Yeah. Um, no. It was all sand. The, the yep. bigger track. I, the bigger track. And I've got probably 200 pictures of races. Yeah, what happened point. to his mic? What'd I, you do there? I muted him because he was peeing. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, he leaves the door open and then the mic just captures all of his pee. So uh, I remember. So down. Sorry, at the listeners. Vet, down sounds to, like a fire hose. <laughs> down sorry, down Jim. at the very, very bottom. There's an uphill triple. Coming up, there's a flat. Oh, corner. as you came out on the flat by the start. Yeah. I hit that. I, I, I did it on an 80. I, I mean, I had been fucking fifth gear, just wide open as hard as I fucking You, you were in third, but go on. <laughs> no, no. So I don't think this, I think this was a new part of the track. Half throttle, not wide open. I think this was a new part of the track. It was all the way in the far, far back. Yeah. Of Jim Hickman engine. Come on now. <laughs> It was an uphill. It was an uphill triple. Wait, he didn't need full throttle. Uh, I'm. I'm telling you, this was. I think. Where are we gonna a, go riding? Dude, I don't ride. I don't. I don't ride anymore, man. I got life I Fucking. Fuck. You myself. got life flighted. Yeah. I fucked myself all up, and I just well I stopped racing. You didn't get death flighted, so you're good to go. <laughs> I don't have a bike. If I if I had a bike, I'd probably I'd probably fuck around. We can so. cover you on that. Yep. I probably so I get out and ride. Yeah. All right. Well. You know, bring your skirt. <laughs> you come out of the shop. We got some good trails out there. Don't you think, Jason? Real good trails. I would go to ride trails. trails. My yeah, kid's got a brand new YZ uh, 250F. Taylor bought one. Really? He traded that on and in. Really? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, you're kids. those kids. I got the best kids that was ever on this goddamn planet. They're better than this planet. <laughs> Love it. Your kids can ride. That old lady. And they're just good kids. Your kids can ride. You know? I'd take a bullet for any of them. Were you, did you ever race? Did you ever race as competitively, competitively as your kids did? Yeah. Okay. I, just, I just don't know your backstory, but I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying I, to... Uh, my friend Willis Van Z, and he was partners with uh, the whole shock thing when it started. It was called HVM. Okay. Hickman Van Z. I don't know what the M meant. Yeah, Can't I was just remember. gonna say that'd be H machines V Z H V H V Ray. It was just H V. Yeah. What the fuck, CM? No, no way. No Sorry, but anyway, uh, the day he graduated, he's like, "We're going to California. We're gonna race and be somebody." I said, "Man, I, I'm cool on that. I, I, I'll, I'll give up graduation if we, if we can do that, man." Because he was two years older than me. So we took off and loaded up and went to California. You're not graduated high school yet. I'm not. He is. You left the town. You left Iowa. Yeah. To go race. Yeah. And you're a junior or a sophomore. 16. I don't know. Whatever 10th grade is. 16. Sophomore, right? Yeah. I could drive. Shit. So we take my van and his trailer and we drive out there and, uh, and your plan was—we well, got a damn good schooling. Your your plan was that to- Mike Bell, son of a bitch. He he, in practice, I remember this bike going. You're like grabbing gears, and this guy goes like he's about like he's on an interstate. <laughs> Passes. It was like five seconds later when the fucking roost was coming off his tires, hitting us. I'm like, Jesus Christ, we're light years behind that guy's roost. Wow. We got to get some more. We got to grab some more gears. 
So you you left Iowa in the fact that you you never wanted to graduate high school and went out to California to try to race. I thought if I could be a fucking racer, I won't come back. Wow. And then and then you got school. You know, and I was a <laughs> kid. I, I was a kid. I knew everything. Right. right. You know, my dad's like, man, I don't think. Hey, why don't you just not worry about it? <laughs> you know. I have to clarify this though. Okay, who's gonna pay that credit card you got in your pocket? Right. You but know, I'm like, uh, you and your uh, hopefully me. You, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna do it, man. You and your buddy literally got in your van, drove to California when you were 16 on the hopes of being. I was being 16. Yeah, he was 18. A professional uh, dirt bike racer. Yeah. That's a wild dream and a wild story. Oh, just, you only get to do it. How long How long were you out there before you had to turn back? Well, we was going to be out there for two weeks, but my buddy's, but my buddy got blue balls so bad, <laughs> we had to turn around and come back so he could get to his old lady. Yeah. <laughs> my old lady had been uh, some other guy, and we got I got in a fight with him, and it all worked out. It's good. Yeah. You, it's amazing the van made it there. What year? Why? What year van was that? Seventy six. Built different. Man, those things. Seventy six. A seventy six. What? Six cylinder, three speed on the tree Chevrolet. I wonder what that looks like. Seventy six. Bet you it's cool looking, huh? You bet you wish it's you like still a had. Van. It. Yeah. <laughs> with a trailer with two bikes behind it. Is that an open trailer or enclosed? Open. Open trailer. Tires is big on it. <laughs> Spinning at 70 miles an yeah. hour all the They're way. They're about as big as your hot golf cart golf cart tires. Um arms. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend that just got done building the what are they, the Ecoline trucks, the van, you know what I'm talking about? Where the motor sits in between the two front and the it's got chopped and it's a it's a van truck deal. They're freaking sweet. Those never, are cool. Those yeah, are cool. Man, the coolest vehicle I ever had in my life and i and i thought man i don't want to be seen with my friends with this thing when my dad bought it for me it was a 66 ford econoline van extended right and it had the if if you know what those were the front end came straight down the steering wheel came up like this and then the motor was right here that's what i'm talking about Yep, the coolest thing in the world was this, like, you'd take your girlfriends and shit. I had a bed in the back, and I Hell fixed yeah. it all up. <gasps> and by the way, you're going to go beat my buddy. That's it. Let me see. Yeah. I had Craigers on Hell yeah. Craigers. Oh, my shit. God, Jim. A and, 66 uh, Ford Econoline. 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 And you could you go to the, the drive-in and drink beer. And then raise the motor cover and throw your beer cans down in there. <laughs> Just call so that, so that the, the guy was a redneck man that ran that fucking drive-in. They're on 14th, right? Did, did yours have windows or was it metal all the way back? No, it was closed in. Closed in like that. Yeah. Oh, we got to get you another one of those. Oh, Dude, that, I, that, uh, we that, gotta find you another 66 account line. That drive bringing up source. That drive in was in the back of, uh, Essentially, in the backyard of my grandpa's. Look at the shop there. Emblem on that. Isn't that beautiful? They don't yeah, make cars like that anymore. Line. Cars now look like shit. This you is, should see them with Craigers on them. <laughs> look at the look at the emblems. Even the emblems yeah. are pretty, man. 
But anyway, that's when they knew how to design a fucking car, dude. The grill. Look at the look at the inserts next to the. Oh, it's beautiful. They look like eyes. They look like eyes. This guy. Fuck, that's sexy. I'm scheduled the next day after we go to that drive-in to have the oil changed on it. Right? It's okay. time for an oil change. I'm oh, taking God. it to Jimmy James. They're on Southwest Ninth. There's your Craigers. There you go. Those are not Craigers. And we, <laughs> I pull in there, and he, he jacks it up. He drains the oil, right? Beer cans. He brings it down. He raises the motor hood to pour the oil in. There's got to be at least a case of beer stuck <laughs> around the motor. Uh, Love it. Remember, Jimmy James looked at me and said, don't worry, I won't tell you, Dad. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's when they knew how to make a car, dude. Like, that thing was steel. That's when you could ding something. In college, I had a 98 Astro van. And, uh, Astro. Astro. <laughs> I, I had it parked outside the bar. All-wheel drive. No, no, just rear. I, I couldn't afford that. Yeah, cube. Yeah, get get the oh, man a oh. get a, get the man an ice cube. We're drinking What's in that fucking candy. We're drinking that's that's Japanese candy. But uh, give me some of that. Yeah, give him some Japanese candy. Don't don't let the man starve. Uh, I had a I had a gal back into my van, the '98 Astro van, while I was uh, I was DJing, and uh, it didn't even dent my car, but it like blew up her Lexus. Ooh. So, Jim, if you're going to eat this, you're going to have to talk about your experience. On what? On the podcast. Of what? Of your, these cookies. Screw the cookies. <laughs> Let's talk about these girls at the drive-in and stuff. Let's do it. That's what was awesome. You know. I don't know if you're going to like this candy. Some of those girls. <laughs> what is that? Oh, no. It's oh, really some... pasty white candy. Plum candy. <laughs> Plum candy. <laughs> What is that? Tell us tell us what you're experiencing right now. Boy, I've gobbled gooped is better than that. <laughs> the look on your face. You don't like that. Ugh. Is there a can you get that paper under there, Jason? I want to find out what he just ate. There's a paper underneath that little tray. It said Hello Kitty on it. It said Hello Kitty? Not in English, it didn't. What did you just eat, bro? Well, I don't know how long this podcast goes on, but I want to all I want to say is, is I want to thank. Um, my current employer, Marshmallow. my buddy Scott Drever, for giving me a job and what's let he, me do what I do at what's that point. He, what's he eating now? Huh? Goldfish. So he got, he got, I know it's nuts. Some sort of nuts. So he got into the Hello Kitty marshmallow. Yeah. How was the Hello Kitty marshmallow? Rancid. Okay. Yeah. What's he on now? What, what kind of package? These are peanuts. <laughs> J- Japanese peanuts, maybe. Do you have, do you have the we have a chart to figure out what the hell you're eating. Oh, yeah, that's correct. Right. What is wrong with you people? I think it's fish. I think you're eating fish. Mm. No, that ain't fish. That was a that peanut. What piece of white bus was fish? What, what you got there, Jason? <laughs> All right. So, uh, some final closing questions. Yes. Unless you got any more crazy fucking stories, because this has been the most. Well, I got. I- you know, I got a bunch of them, but... Spicy rice crackers with salty peanuts. I don't think... What is it? Salty rice crackers with salty peanuts. What's he about to eat right here? Oh, I don't... You can't figure out how to I open can, it. I can smell them from here. It's uh, a, we're it's a rice out. cracker. So here we go. Here we go. Uh, Jim, would you rather 
have Tyrannosaurus Rex arms or flamingo legs and why? Tyrannosaurus arms are useless. <laughs> that's First of all. Yeah, that's a fact. Evidently, you haven't watched any shows on TV. <laughs> so I go for the legs. Yeah, they get around but, just fine. That's a stupid you know, I'd rather have the prize bull penis. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, Jason, same question to you. Yeah, no, nobody's going to pick Tyrannosaurus arms. <laughs> There's There's gonna gonna those worthless sons of bitches. Yeah. You know, you can't even clean his teeth with them. Yeah, just like <laughs> fucking worthless little phalanges. Yep. Just flipping around. Can't do a push-up for no, sure. No, you're not doing anything with those. Uh, and uh, nobody wants, uh, uh, nobody wants, what was the word? You uh, know, flamingo? Arms or flamingo legs. Oh, flamingo. Nobody wants those legs either. Yeah. Because those oh, are, fuck. but they are operational. They're useful. They, they seem to be strong. The whole reason that I came on this podcast night. We'll get to it. Don't you bring it up without us talking. Don't bring it up until we ask the goddamn question. I don't think he's going there. Was because I wanted to bring public attention to a serious issue. Okay. Oh, no. And that is the pangolins (laughs) in South Asia. The the, pangolins. The pangolin. Are you going to go and build... The the black market pangolin. What the fuck is a pangolin? <laughs> I gotta look this up. <laughs> that cracker uh, can't be good. <laughs> Jim. Is that a sore on your sack? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta look this up. I gotta look up a pangolin. Jim, is that good? It's a real issue. Uh what they're doing with the pangolins. These are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> What is he eating? What is he eating, Jason? Rice, rice cookie. That's a pangolin. Oh, yeah. They 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 actually hunt them because in Asian cultures, they think that the that they their meat and their scales. Well, are, that looks better than fucking chickens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an armored armadillo. It's yeah, a, it's, it's like a, an armadillo. It's an extreme. It's, if an arm, more magical. If an armadillo and a pine cone had babies, that's what uh-huh. a pangolin <laughs> What what is he eating? What is he eating right rice now? Rice cracker. <laughs> I, I think they taste like rice shit. cracker, sweet soy sauce. This is what it says. So a pangolin's much different than a than a uh, pelican. And I mean, one's a bird, one's a uh, <laughs> some sort of ro- is it a rodent, and not rodent? not anywhere near a penguin. A, a penguin. <laughs> What does prehistoric <laughs> creatures have to do with this podcast, period? Do you, do you know that there's pelicans in, in Reynolds, Iowa? No. That's a fact. Yep. My grandpa Earl told me about those when I was a kid. He's telling me all in all, like over and over. Oh, yeah. We got, we got, uh, what are they? Pelicans. Pelicans. Ah! Yeah, yeah pelicans. Penguins. No, no, he didn't tell me about pangolins, but I was like, no, no, there's no way there's pelicans. But he was fucking right. Yep. I think we're fade. We got one question left. We got one question left. <laughs> one final. There's point. also seagulls. Okay. If seagulls in Reynolds Island? Uh, if you ever Jesus been to the dumps? Yeah, there are seagulls. Shit ton of seagulls. All right, bring it on. All right, Jim. This can go anywhere you are. By the way, this this can go anywhere you're at. I'm coming at you. You got to answer this. Ready? 
let's say you walk out of your shop and there's a dumpster, newer dumpster. Which there is right outside. Right. The, The lid is closed. The lid is closed. And on the lid of the dumpster, there is a nice tray of deviled eggs. Would you consider eating one? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I like deviled eggs. I fucking love them. What does yeah. that have to do with anything? This podcast. They ain't in the dumpster. They're on the outside. Yeah. Any concerns about temperature? If or- you were laying on the son of a bitch, I might consider eating you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly our stance. Jason? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I'm. I, What's wrong with the dumpster? Jason almost cut his finger off in the dumpster. <laughs> you did cut your finger off in a dumpster. Well, not off, off. Close. I had uh, to bone. What? Yeah. What do they call it? Art arterial bleeding. Where it's like, where it squirts. Oh, it's an artery. It's just bleeding. When it squirts and stops, and then yeah. squirts again, you know you've got it good. Yeah. yeah. You you gotta you hit the right thing. I'd probably uh, not even see the eggs. I'd be flipping the lid up to see what's inside the to dumpster. look for the treasures. <laughs> for for you, so is your answer no? You would not eat the. I wouldn't eat them. Deviled eggs near a dumpster. For for you to say that, you are the biggest dumpster diving person I know. Yeah, I love, dude. There's, there's. What a, does that matter? There's a cable in your trash can. Yeah, and I when I was peeing <laughs> earlier, I was like. That thing, that looks like that could have some redeemable value. There's a reason it's in the trash cans because it doesn't work and we're, we're, we're dealing with you some, ain't never been hungry? some gremlins. <laughs> I, I, we would eat. So you're saying you would flip the... You want me if you want to go fucking get something to eat? We can go get something. I'll buy you dinner. Tacos. Tacos. You're worried about some... <laughs> eggs? Jesus. My stance is, is firm if I see deviled eggs on a dumpster. Is it? I'm getting yeah. down. You're eating them. I'm eating them. I mean them. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are Especially all eaters. Especially if they have sandwich spread in them. That Terry Gifford makes the best deviled eggs I've ever eaten in my life. What's a sandwich spread and who's Terry Gifford? Uh, Terry Gifford's Jamie Gifford's the guy that was the owner of Atomic 22 race team thing that owned the vehicles. And um, um, makes a hell of a deviled egg. She's a hell of a cook. And she doesn't even like deviled eggs, but she makes the best deviled eggs I've ever had in my life. Miracle Whip guy? Or you want to eat some this Saturday? I do. Yeah. Well, let's go to Indianola. Miracle Whip or uh, mayo? Sandwich spread. Okay. I, think I that just told you. I think that means Miracle Whip. Well, I think open your ears. I will. Jackass. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I present you with Jim Hickman, Logan Steele, and Jason Cavalier. <laughs> I want to thank you, gentlemen, for coming on the podcast. Cheers to you, boys. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Good night. Thank you. See ya.